Three, three, two, two, one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences past and present of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Asher, Asher Chua. How are you? I'm good, Asher. How are you? I'm good, tomorrow. Did I say your name right? You did. You okay. want to try the last name? No. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt that one. Got you. Hey, that's that's fair. At least you don't butcher it like many people. But it, it's yeah. just simple. It's a silent T. It's Chua. Chua. Okay. Yeah. Um, where it's, is that from? It's Cameroonian, um, West Central Africa. Wow. Okay. So where do you live? I live in North Georgia, but I'm up in Michigan um, this week. Okay. I actually came up for the... Uh, extreme execution training yesterday that's right i was supposed to be there but other plan catch i wanted to be there so bad but i just couldn't but i'll be definitely i'll be at the next one yeah it's it was good the um i definitely it's funny i went into it kind of just like oh yeah i'm good like i've got this like no no sweat no worries no issues and then i was like like as soon as a question was posed kind of like what did you do since the last time you were here and like where do you need help i was like okay i I gotta take some notes and like actually do this following up today and part of the challenge for me is okay i'm not attracting any clients and i'm not um i haven't committed to charging so it's like okay in order to get there i need to um, start practicing with the coaches in the group and kind of get the reps up, build up the confidence and start to master the um, the assessment. And then yeah. from there, like bring myself into the equation to where I can just be like a person like this talking to you and just say, um, here's what this did for me. And if you have something similar, it can do that for you. I know, right? Because, um, you know, I I, I'm scared to come to one of these extreme branding meetings because I feel like they're going to be like, okay, what are you doing? And I'm not, I'm doing stuff, but I think mm-hmm. my problem is, is it's execution. Like I, I have this, this grand plan, right? Yeah. And what's, what's the grand plan? It's, it's to, for this year, it's to help mm-hmm. 2,200 women. Um, 2,200? Not, not 2,200, 200. 200. 200. Hey, 2,200 is good too, but yeah, 200 is a good that, number. I broke that down. And mm-hmm. that's a lot weekly and I still have other stuff going on. So yeah, no. Got you. Um, so my plan is to do this, to do 200 women or help 200 women mm-hmm. just get fit, not only physically, but and a lot of people think that you have to, if getting fit is physically getting fit. And it's just bigger than that. It's, it's way bigger than just physically getting fit. It is right. getting it in your mind, but that's mm-hmm. really where it all starts. Right. So helping 200 women get fit mentally and understand why they do what they do mm-hmm. nutritionally and um, you know how they parent, how they how they treat themselves, and all mm-hmm. of that, and so that they can stick with a routine—not just a physical routine, routine, but just an overall life routine—and gotcha. move forward. Because that's where I was stuck at, you mm-hmm. know. And it's like, okay, what do I need so that I can move that needle forward? And mm-hmm. how? What What do I need? What tools do I need? And how is it going to help me? What right. is the end result? And what do I want to have at that that end? And then mm-hmm. from there, where do I want to be? So right. so I backtracked it, and I just 
started from there. And this year is helping 200 women, but I need to execute. I could talk all day long. Right. But how how did you, have you already been working with women? I have without charging them. So I noticed that people will ask me questions. Well, what do you Mm -hmm. eat in the morning? Um, How do you get (laughs) up at 430 in the morning? Um, How do you stick to that routine? And and I find myself explaining to them without Mm -hmm. saying, you know, I have a group starting or, you know, it's a free group or whatever I charge. I don't charge them for this advice. I don't, Mm -hmm. I just, I give it freely. And I'm like, you know what? I have all these, these people asking me these questions. I need to actually get them in a group, put a group together, get them in a group and then eventually charge them Mm because then they know that what I am offering is very valuable and Mm -hmm. like you can't match it to anything else. That's where I'm stuck at. It's like, how do I, how do I say that I'm better than the next? Okay. I I mean, have you, have you had anybody that you've given the advice to come back to you repeated times? Like they ask you, Hey, what are you eating on this week? And then it's like next week they're asking you again. And then next week they're asking you again. Yes. All the time. It's just, I'm not getting them into a group. Gotcha. And I mean, you don't, you're not turning them away when they're coming to you, are you? No. mm -mm. Gotcha. No, I'm just talking because I enjoy it. It's something that I love and I could talk about it all day long. Do you feel like with charging them or mentioning the money, do you feel like that would like alien, like push them away from you or like kind of be like, oh, like she's, she's being uppity now. Like you kind of have that reservation. Um, you know, that's a good question because I think that is a good part of it. Um, and that comes, that stems from, uh, my upbringing, you know, Mm -hmm. because I I would, I would say something to like my mom or, Mm -hmm. or, or my sisters and, oh, you think you're better. And it's like, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what, and, but I found out recently that that is their insecurity. You know what I mean? Mm. And so they'll push their insecure insecurities off on you and make you second guess what you're trying to do and your intent and your intent is pure. It's coming from the heart. And so I found that, yeah, that's a lot of why I like, am I better than? Because I catch myself saying, I'm not trying to say that I'm better than you. And you say that that's not what they're saying. Mm. So yeah. Have you, I know you, you mentioned that you have that hesitation from, or at least you've, you've kind of traced it back that your hesitation comes from growing up with your, your mom and your sisters. And like, whenever you present something mm-hmm. they're they're just because they're insecure about it, they try to make you like, Oh, you think you're all that in a bag of chips. Yeah, so yeah. like, have you talked with any of them about that? Or like, did you kind of address it in your mind and you're like, oh, okay, that's what it is. And you try to move forward. I addressed it in my mind and I move forward. So I'm not going to ever talk to my siblings about it. And I can no longer talk to my mom about it. And I have talked to my mom about it before she passed away. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I that's dead and gone. I can't gotcha. relive it. And mm-hmm. everything that, like, I, I look at this new decade as this is a completely clean slate. Yeah. Everything that happened from 2019 on and, and back, there's nothing mm-hmm. anybody can do about it. Even yesterday, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Um, so I, will, I won't ever talk to them about uh, how I feel or what they see and how it makes me feel because now that I know that it's just their insecurity and I know that my intentions are pure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I'm better than anybody. I just know what I like and I'm mm-hmm. going to be confident in my walk, especially my confident, uh, my walk is being a believer in God. And he's the only one I have to answer to at the end of the day. At the mm-hmm. end of my life, God is going to say, well, how did you, what did you do mm-hmm. to make um, sure that you, uh, your, uh, you fulfilled your calling? And that is it. That is how gotcha. I look at life. Okay. So, so then would you um, like, 
like and you not talking to your your sister or one of your siblings about how your behavior or their behavior towards you is a reflection of their insecurity like by you not having that conversation that's not making you lose any sleep or anything like that or do you feel like by even entertaining that thought that's just kind of a waste of your time yes i do think it is of my time because you know you can have conversations with people (laughs) and um you know there's there's this thing called a a forward moving conversation where you know you can answer a question and each one listen but Mm -hmm. if one person is just having a conversation just to respond well here my point this is my point there's no point in having a conversation because it's not a back and forth we have to listen Mm -hmm. in order to respond and every question or every remark does not warrant a response it's just that sometimes it's just an okay i understand you gotcha okay they're not at that point that right right that's fair and and what's funny about that is like i literally had the same conversation with my oldest brother not too long ago this morning and we were just kind of talking about a similar thing where you have um, like between me and him are three sisters and I'm the second to the youngest. And you just see like this sense of maturity. Like some people have the maturity, like emotional intelligence, understanding like here's what I want for my life. And then what I do may affect this other person. Say if I want to go visit this person or if I want to say, hey, like here's my idea and like you need to accept it right now. It's like... The world doesn't work like that. Like mm-hmm. maybe you take your family for granted thinking, oh, like we're just supposed to be family. It's all good. But then you, you wake up for me, at least I'll be 30 this year. Mm-hmm. And it may be click, I don't know, maybe in college or after college. And it was just like, I don't really know who my sisters are. Like I just have these three older siblings are like five, seven and nine years older than me. But like kind of remember growing up with them, mm-hmm. but like they just kind of kept to themselves. And I'm like, I, I would love to relate because mm-hmm. That would kind of help me out. It's like, oh, you grew up with girls. And I'm like, not really. Like, they kind of just <laughs> yeah. did their own thing. But yeah. um, to go back to um, what you're saying about your clients. So like you want to reach 200 women this year. That's the goal. Yes. Um, what if you're able to reach them like this month, setting up that group and getting them like started? Like, is that something you would commit to? I would commit to that. It'd be a, it'd be a great feat. It'd be I want to say difficult, but it'd be a um, challenge. You know, mm-hmm. I have to watch my words because I right. think that when we speak certain words over ourselves, we start to believe those things. Right. So um, I think that it would definitely be a challenge, but I am, I, I'm ready for that challenge. I, I'm, gotcha. I'm so ready for that challenge. So, yeah. And then I, you know, to be honest with you, if I were to get 200 women within mm-hmm. this next month, then I'm like, well, then what do I do? You know what I mean? Right. It's like, right. I've already hit my end year goal. So then, right. so then what do I do? <laughs> so then, I mean, so then that the 2200 doesn't seem too far fetched then because you yeah. just get another 200 and another yep. 200 and hey, yep. like, you'll get it by the month of November. Oh, so well, then, definitely. So then um, is, the, is the challenge reaching the women or is it like getting, just getting them in a program where you can be like, hey, like this is what I do. Here's some information. And like on a weekly basis, a daily basis, like you can talk to them like this. Like if they're at the gym, um, you can talk to them like as a trainer, as like, hey, like we're coming in to work out, but today we're going to focus on our, our mentality, our awareness, like, how, how is it that um, you want to reach these, these women? You know, that's a good question because I was thinking about that. How am I going to do this? Do I want to do a Zoom call? Um, how often do I want to do it? Is it group? Is it one-on-one? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to do, I'm more of an intimate, like this here is awesome uh, because it's one-on-one. We can mm-hmm. go back and forth. Right. And I, f- 
find like group calls like the um, the mastermind that we just had yeah. with Nikki and Jose. Mm -hmm. That is really intimidating to me because right. it's so many people. It's 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 on a grander scale, and right. that is just not me. Maybe in the future, yes, but mm -hmm. you know, right I would. Now. Yeah, not right now because it's just like. I don't know. I don't know how I would control it. I don't know mm -hmm. how I would control that. So I would say one on one in group and in 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 this Zoom call because I had my question. My cousin asked me a question. She said, "How are you going to do fitness virtually?" I was like, "It's easy. Mm -hmm. It's easy because I do it and yeah. I make it easy. It's like right. you just do it at home. It's harder to go to the gym, especially when you have kids. Right. So right. If you, you can do get know, into that mindset. Gotcha. Do you but, know Rochelle T. Parks? Oh yes. So my. <laughs> Uh, let me tell you how this yeah. world is really small. So my cousin, yeah. Sabrina Flag Briggs, you know who that is? Sabrina Flag Briggs. sounds familiar. Her husband is a real tall, bald guy, black guy. Mm -hmm. And they are Philadelphia Eagle fans, like, or no, Cowboy fans. Mm -hmm. So you'll probably, you probably, she's in the military and they mm -hmm. call her chief. And so... Mm -hmm. My oh cousin. yeah, I do know her. Yeah, I met her okay. last year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's my cousin. Or the year before last. Yeah. That's my cousin, and then she and Rochelle are uh, in um, Shackley, so they do Shackley together. Gotcha. And so that's how I got into the brand prep and all of that from my cousin. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, Makes sense. Yeah, I know Rochelle. She's a beast. Gotcha. But I mean, it's like that. The reason I ask is because Rochelle is like almost the perfect example of like the virtual um, fitness because. I've been following Rochelle because we met through Breathe University and that's how I heard about extreme branding, extreme execution, like following Eric Thomas and um, everyone else. And like, I, I like Rochelle because like she's relatable. And then at the same time, she started doing these, um, these uh, hit training workouts every single, every single morning almost, or like at least five days out of the week. And it just worked to my schedule because I took some time off from work and I just needed to kind of get right back in the I get in the right mind frame and the whole thing when you talk about mindset is that like like in order for you to change what's going on in your mind you kind of have to get your body moving and you have to like switch up the routine that's not working and do something that is working and with her doing the lives on Facebook it's like I can either do it that morning at 5 a.m or rewatch it later in the day but all because of just having that like that mindset so it's like having her as a model it seems like it would be ideal for you to almost mirror it in the same way but, yes. but like to your style because then it's like before you even create the group you can already jump on there and do your thing and mm -hmm. the people that follow you just from like your facebook friends they're they're already there right yes. so they'll be yes. like oh what's tomorrow up to today she's working out and even before you do it, you do an introduction or you do a, uh, like you introduce yourself where you give them kind of a word that would be mindset related, which is similar oh, to what yeah. Rochelle does, because then it's like you're you're doing what it is that you want to do mm -hmm. and they're just coming to where you already are. So then like once they're there and you continue to do the repetitions every single day, like you're starting to reach the 200 women. Mm -hmm. Like you may have some other people that come there, but like your target audience starts to come there and then from that like you're it be i think it'll become it'll become more clear yeah if that, i get what you that think. makes sense yeah because i was just you know i have um you know, listen i have a planner for my planner for my planner so <laughs> right i am i'm crazy but i love that about me because um you know it, it's who i am you right. know so uh I was thinking about that, like, how do I do this? How do I framework this out so that it works for me? And mm -hmm. I can start 
getting my stuff like i post my picture i mean my videos online but i mm. need to um and i think nikki and jose says this you need to find who brand who you are and right. i was i do watch rochelle and i love mm. her her model and how she does stuff. And I'm like, that's what I want to do, but I want to do it in my own way. And so right. that's why I bring that to the screen. Um, and so that's where I'm stuck at. That's so, but exactly but I, I think you just answered your question. What what are you already doing and where are you doing it? Like when you're working out, where are you working out? Like, is it, you mean social media or? No, I mean like before even social media, like on a daily basis, like mm -hmm. when you do your workouts, when you do your devotional, like whatever it is that you do, like, do you do it in the comfort of your home or at the gym? Like oh, okay, okay. So yeah, it's at home. Um okay. and here recently it's gonna always be at home because of my thirteen year old's health problems. Okay. So um yeah, it's at home and you know, that's that's the thing, you know, us women, because I feel like we're stuck at home with the kids. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not not yeah. gonna act at home for 13, 14 years. Got um, you. but I think a lot of us women find that that being a difficult thing. Oh, I can't mm -hmm. do this because I'm stuck home with the kids. It's like right. Or turn your home into that gym and that's right. exactly what i did i turned my home into a classroom and a gym mm. and that's what i, I operate as this gotcha is, you know so i mean just just to your point there so like what did, did you already do your workout for today i haven't i had other stuff okay. that i i procrastinated a little bit and just had uh. other things going on this morning <laughs> so normally i'll have my workout done by nine but not this, yeah. this not this morning gotcha yeah. so do you record your your workouts i do mm -hmm. okay and yep. um do you put it on Facebook or do you try to live stream it or? So I do normally I just record, edit, and I post it because I have a YouTube channel and my YouTube channel is focused solely on the core um, okay. and, and your back. And so I'm trying to get, you know, I don't want to put too much on Facebook or in mm -hmm. Instagram and it'd be completely what? different than my YouTube. What, what do you mean? Like, like you just, your videos on YouTube, they're just core and back workouts. No, so they're just strengthening the core. And okay. I, I, I think I had posted this in, um, in brand prep that I want to focus on the women that mm. um, have had C-sections. You mm. know, those women that had multiple C-sections because this is what I've had. I've had multiple C-sections and it's hard getting that core and those muscles back together. Right. So I'm narrowing down my niche to where mm. this is what I want to focus on. Yes, I do hit workouts. Yes, right. I do all of that. But you can't really do all of that if your core week so i want to really focus on the mm. core and then yeah. branch out and say now you can get do your hits and all of that other stuff okay so um so are you saying that is every workout that you do every day a core workout yeah okay yeah. but i and mean it, it, it go ahead, ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, so if you just, if you record it, cut it, edit it and paste it on YouTube every single day, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that'd be too much information, would it? Because it, it's the same, it's targeting the same thing. But like, if you need help with the structure of it, like mm -hmm. I, I can help you with that because I'm the structured person. Like, mm -hmm. that's all I do. Like you say, planners on planners, like I was yeah. doing that before. So like, for instance, I have this thing that a friend introduced to me a few years back called the Panda Planner. Okay. And it works out well for me because it's like I can organize like my month, like, well, this is what my day looks like, where mm -hmm. you practice gratitude, things you're excited about, priorities, like hourly schedule, tasks, you can kind of check it off. But the thing that got my attention about it was that 
the person who developed it had Lyme's disease and he essentially had short-term memory loss. He couldn't remember what he did day to day, hour by hour, week by week, month by month. So it's literally, here's what you're doing every day. Here's what you're doing every week. And here's what you're doing every month. And you just stepping back and stepping forward. So it's like, okay, that, that's simple. And then if I wanted to write more stuff, I wrote it here. But okay. for me personally, being like a high um, C personality, a high S personality, as a high S or um, are you familiar with the assessment? Okay. Just making sure. I, I don't want to just throw out um, random no. random um, letters out there. And sometimes when I hear it, I'm like, if I'm recording for the podcast or we, we might put this on the podcast if you want. It, like um, Whenever I, I do it or I'm having conversations with somebody that we're familiar with it, I was just telling my buddy Theo the other day that like, hey, let's try to use another word aside from just like S, E, because somebody's sitting here like, okay, they're singing the alphabet or they're just talking about, this yeah. is a new set of alphabet people. But but um, one thing that uh, a mastermind group specifically for S-type personalities, one thing that we talked about was that we have this tendency of information constipation where mm-hmm. you just get all this information, but then you don't do anything with it. And then that makes you feel uncomfortable or like literally constipated. Mm-hmm. But it's like once you start writing something and then you take the action to it, like saying, okay, like for you, if you're bound at the house and like, okay, I can't be out. Like one thing that I did for myself was set a timer every two hours, Mm -hmm. just as like a mental reminder to say, like, change your task, like change what you're doing now. Like, if I had, I'm going to do one of three things. Like if I haven't made any progress on that one thing, it's better for me to just, the alarm goes off, I drop it and I just go take a walk. Like if you can walk around your house, like go outside, get some sunlight. If it's cold, even like just let the cold hit you for a second. That, that kind of helps your mentality to where you're not just like in this this cog and you're just kind of stuck. Yeah, and that does help me because, and I can't go outside. I just never thought to go for a walk. I'm, you know, and this is why um, I do my exercise in the morning because I like to get it done and right, I don't have right. to do any more physical activity. I'm like, I'm yeah. all done. That, that's <laughs> so, why I love Rochelle's workout. It's funny, like she's gonna, um, I recorded with her um, earlier last year and I'm putting it out on the podcast for tomorrow. And like every single day I just get up and I was like, oh, it's part of my routine. I can be up at like, if I'm up at three in the morning, by the time she jumps on at six or five, if, if like she hasn't jumped on or something like during the holidays, it's like, okay, everybody's with their family. And it's like, I, I'm with my family, but like, I don't have kids mm-hmm. a, a responsibility like that yet. So I'm like, okay, like people are sleeping. So I'm just going to do my workout, record something here and do that. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, well, I can go back and watch an old video, do that workout, or just go walk to the park. I put on like a safety vest to where like, if I'm walking, somebody doesn't just like creep up on me with their car or whatnot. But it, I don't know how it clicked, but at some point that just, I remember that working and I remember listening to something ET said where it's like hey what's my workout it's walking like I can I can literally show anybody like how to perfect walking gonna walk to the (laughs) mailbox and we're gonna walk back like we're not even going to the gym like 
these are towels. Those are the weights. Okay, go home. Like, don't even, don't, don't pick up anything today. Okay, okay, here's where you get the water. Here's the, uh, the lockers. And whenever he said it, I think the first time I heard that was like back in 2017 in um, DC at the Stay Ready conference. And it just like stayed with me. And I guess it's, it's part of that thing where it's like the information comes through. But when it's like ready to be digested, it, it clicks at some point. And I think everybody kind of has that ability. But I was talking like yesterday about that. Yeah, I agree with you. Like when we're ready to receive information, we're going to receive it. But when you're not ready, mm-hmm. it's just that it's that one ear in one ear and out the other. Yeah. You know, it, it, when you're ready to receive it and digest it, it's in that ear. And it just, I, I feel like it just goes around and you start to really look at it and see mm-hmm. what everything is, what they're saying or what the statement is meant to be. Right. So, um, so you've been with ET or in the, the, the team since 2017? I joined Breathe University and yeah, I'd say 2017. I joined in 2016 and I was was one of those like stay on the silent ministry I uh, jumped on the Sunday call and then somebody uh, I believe it was YB uh, Robert Youngblood the connector he spoke up on one of the calls and he was just like for anybody not speaking up out there it's like you need to understand that you're robbing the world of your gift mm-hmm. and I was like I don't know you like you don't know me like mm-hmm. you're you're just over here talking stuff but like it as soon as he said it, it hurt me. But like the immediate response was just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like mind your own business. But like I got on by like November and then slowly started just to get more involved. And then like three years later, like 2019 was when I finally decided to sign up for like a program once I got out of the um, the work environment where I was at. Mm-hmm. And um, I just decided to start making decisions for myself to say, I'm going to choose my outcome on like what I want to do, like who I want to be and like without having it to depend on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I would love to. I don't know. My cousin was telling me about Breathe University and I just, excuse me, a little hesitant about uh, joining. And mm-hmm. my hesitation is solely based on not wanting to be pushed. And I felt, I mm-hmm. felt like, I felt like they would push me and yeah. I would resist. And I wasn't ready to be pushed. So now that I'm ready to be pushed mm-hmm. and to not, not to be talked down to, but yeah. just to be like, you know, listen, it's either now or or you're not going to do right, it right. because that makes me jump mm. and I'm I'm the type of I'm talking about the assessment yeah. I am a, uh, is it B-I-S-E right or is it B-I-S-E yeah. well I mean regardless of how it is like how do you like oh I see what you're you're looking at the, the blocks I think it's um, yeah. D-I-S-C but um, so I think I'm a high yeah. a high C yeah. so yeah. I'm a I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert to like yeah. to the fullest right. and I I um, my, my, my life coach said that I'm a, um, an extreme perfectionist. And I say, you yep. are, you're 100% right. <laughs> you are. My right. eyes have to be t- dot though. My T's have to be crossed. And I'm afraid, I was afraid of being pushed mm-hmm. because of my resistance, of, of my fear. Yeah. And so now that I'm like, there's nothing to be fearful of. Like, mm-hmm. I'm ready to be pushed. So now right. I'm ready to be in that breathe university. I'm ready to stand up today and like really have my voice. Because gotcha. I too heard somebody say, you know, you're robbing the world of your gift. Yeah. And I'm like, I had to think like, what gift do I have? though mm. what, what do i have to offer and somebody say you're this naturalist you're like you you 
you're a, a, a what is that? What did they call that? A Susie homemaker. So I used to get offended when people would say that to me. Like, Wait, say so that again. A Susie homemaker. Susie like homemaker. Person. Yeah. So I okay. love yeah, to, yeah. you know sew and craft and cook, and I love to make meals. <laughs> I don't like going out to eat every now and again. Yeah, but I love the whole aspect of family and 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 just making a meal for your family. I love that. I love mm. just that. Right. Um, so somebody say you're a Susie homemaker. That's a gift that you have. And I almost mm. took offense to that at first because that was something that I was made fun of before. Rem- mm. rem- remember that I told you that my mom said that, oh, you think you're better. Yeah. So when somebody else says it to me that does not know that my mom right. for it, says it to me and I'm like, oh, what you mean? Right, so right. That is my gift. And so now I'm ready to say, yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah, I think I could teach somebody how to be organized, how to be a, you know, a balance if there is a word, if there is mm. such a life balance, like <laughs> being a stay-at-home mom and really going back to school because I did it all. I got my graduate degree as I'm born uh, being a stay-at-home mom. I, I mm. exercise. My son yeah. is autistic and I'm teaching him and I homeschool. So yeah. I do it all. And right. I love, I, I I drop balls, but I love yeah. it. So that's my gift. And now I'm ready to be pushed. Gotcha. How did you, how and when did you decide to accept that um, that's your gift and that's like where you wanted to focus and kind of going back to reaching 200 moms? Um, this is recently. This is when I say recently, like the, the end of last year is when I in December when I said Who, what gift do I have what mm-hmm. do I have to offer because yeah. and Nikki Nikki said you have to dig deep down right. and she said what is your niche who are you mm-hmm. who are you who is your target audience right. and um, so I had to think about that and mm-hmm. and I really pray and ask God what gift do I have God because I don't know I don't know who I am mm-hmm. and what I want and do I want somebody else's gift and, and how do I say no because I'm a, mm-hmm. I, I was a yes person now yeah. I'm no <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it complete sentence um, huh? just yes. no nope why so, it's like don't worry about it nope yep it's just a no <laughs> so you ain't gotta worry about it uh you know and that, i tell my kid that they said but why mom and i said listen you asked me a question i gave you yep. and that is it you have to accept that and yep. so yeah i it was just recently that i was like that's it and that that's another thing you just said right there like is that something like being able to tell your kids no without explaining to them why 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 like is that something you could show another mom like as oh, she's yeah. recovering from the c-section having the kid for like two three years like i don't know is it one year old two year old three year olds they're learning to, to, to talk and as soon as they're talking they're asking you all the questions like yeah why? when they why? when they really why? start making sense is when they're like one two years old but you know mm-hmm. i say that babies have language from you know the time they're they come out the womb you just have to know how to talk and right. so i'm that mom that never baby talks. we yeah. i don't i don't care i i talk normal to my kids and mm-hmm. um so that they learn language. I think it's right. important that kids learn how to talk. And so like I was telling you with my um my my son that's autistic, he didn't talk and he bore. So I mm. taught myself sign language so that I could talk. Him. I think okay. I love to communicate. And that's nice. another thing. I was like, God, I, I'm, a, I'm a communicator. I love it. Right. I love to have conversations. <laughs> Right. Um, I love getting to know people. It's just like, it just feeds my soul. It's like, what is it about you? What do you mm-hmm. like? What do you? And so, yeah, I, I can teach moms how to do that because a lot of us moms get frustrated. We're like, mm-hmm. I'm home. And that was me. I got frustrated. Yeah. I'm home all the time. I don't really want, I want to be with these kids changing diapers, but right, you know, right. it's like, what can I do to make this more positive? Because this mm-hmm. is where you're at right now. This, yeah. this is where you're going to be. And yeah. this is a decision that you made. So right. make the most of it. And that's mm-hmm. something I had to learn how to do is make the most my situation that's awesome yeah and look at that within what less than 30 minutes we solved your uh, 
<laughs> you yes. already had your niche. You found what you're going to do. And now the thing is you're, um, so you're doing YouTube. Yes. Are you on Facebook or, I mean, that, are you going to be in Miami this week? I'm not. Okay. No. So that's the one that I wasn't, I was, I signed up for. And then I'll tell you why I'm not going to be in Miami. Um, okay. I, we sold our house back in Washington state. And so the Wait. people. Oh, you sold. Okay. I, I no. was like, I thought you said something else. I was like, I don't want to be incriminated. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> so we sold our house back in Washington State and okay. the buyers are suing us because they said we didn't tell them that we moved a bit. Mm. I was like, yeah. and so they're sitting at, or taking a small claims court and I'm like, oh right. gosh, this is right. crazy. It's a fence. Right. It's not electrical. It's not the structure of the home. It's a fence. Right. They're losing like a third or a fourth of their yard. Not mm. even, you know, an acre. Yeah. Just a third or a fourth. So I have to go to uh, deal with that. And so I had to cancel gotcha. my trip to Miami. Uh, but so I will be in Houston this okay, year nice. yeah yeah i can't wait for that right. i just want to be around all that energy i need it yeah to keep i feel like i need that energy to keep going because yeah. that group of people mm -hmm. it's something about it when i watch it it's something about that dynamic that that, that dynamic it's just right like, and that man. that's where i think that's where breathe university started for me and it's still that and seeing like other groups kind of like branch out of it to where it's like you go like the the entire reason i don't know if i clearly mentioned it before but like the last um the, the last four years i worked in nuclear construction so i was a construction engineer like field engineer type liaison who worked between um our company who's works for another company which is georgia power and essentially what they wanted to do was build um two nuclear systems to elevate um their power output and kind of help the, the um you United States with nuclear power kind of bringing that back online. Since you've had things like Three Mile Island happen, like incidents like that happen and kind of everybody freaked out. We shut it down. No more nuclear power plants being built. But you're talking about something that's very um, tedious is the word. And just, just with that, it, it deals with um, talking with a lot of people. So it can be high stress. You're dealing with over 5,000 people running around a construction site where it's very intricate at times. But the thing that I neglected was um, not taking care of like my nutrition, physical and um, mental health, like sleeping, things like that. At times, I wasn't doing it because I was trying to put so much more attention on the job and doing my best there. Mm -hmm. And construction, it, it's a fun thing, but if you're not built for that, it can be kind of cutthroat. So mm -hmm. at one point, I just got to the point where I was like, okay, everything is so negative. Like I need something positive in my life. And Breathing University was that thing for me where I went to one conference for the first time in 2016 in Atlanta because it's like as Augusta, Georgia to Atlanta is like two and a half hours. And I was like, oh, okay, I can drive there. So let me let me go. Like I'd see them uh, advertise events like on the TGIM videos. And then after I went to one, I took a friend of mine to another one. Like we went together and like I'd already been like following ET for three years coming out of college and just being like, <laughs> you kind of, you, have you ever been invited to an event or you didn't get invited to an event, but you see people like post pictures and they're just like, oh man, this was awesome. This was great. Like I yeah. found myself around those people in college. Mm -hmm. And after a while, like after that happened three or four times, I was sitting there like, okay, I'm trying so hard to fit in where like, I don't really fit in. Like mm -hmm. I can, I can be invited when it's time for me to like provide my notes, um, do somebody a favor. But if the roles were reversed, like no, like mm -hmm. no, no invitations, no requests, none of this, none of that. 
And then I had to look at it objectively to where I was like, okay, I can blame them, but I can't force them to invite me to where sometimes I don't even want to go there. Like if people are are partying, like I grew up as a square, some people may say like... (laughs) You don't drink, you don't party, you don't do this, you don't do that. It's just like you grew up in church, you are like goody two shoes, all you want to do is study and Mm -hmm. this. And I was like, well, that's what I learned for over 18 years of my life. And I didn't really have a reason to go outside of that. But anyways, after kind of going through college the last year, it just kind of came to this culmination of like, something's got to change. Like I've been working at a job like co-op slash internship that is not going in my favor. It's just, Mm -hmm. I keep going back. This is the third semester. I'm doing the exact same thing, getting ready to graduate from one of the top schools in the entire world. But nobody would really know that because I'm in here doing work that requires no education. And I respect the people that do it because like, I just like people. And I think everybody, has some sort of value like Mm -hmm. in different levels you just do what you can and you you move up within your own rank but I was like to do all of this like putting in all this work for the last five years it makes no sense if I come right back here and do the exact same thing for the next five to ten years and don't get any kind of return on it or if it's just going to be this is where you're going to work for the rest of your life and people have told me this again and again but so coming out of that I took a lot of steps to kind of search for a new job go about searching for the job in a different way like asking somebody that was actually successful at getting a different job every single summer that they wanted it and they got Mm -hmm. exactly the job that they wanted so Mm -hmm. I talked to that person and they gave me the exact blueprint so I was like oh that's perfect Mm -hmm. and then I went after like 23 jobs I think I missed my first class ever just to go to the job interview and then Mm -hmm. I had to get out of that mindset of like oh like you never miss class, you just don't do this. And it's like, you do miss a class if the reason you're going is to get a job. Like the reason I went to the class in the first place was to get the job. Mm -hmm. And then even hearing what the professor said, the exact same thing afterwards, it's like, hey, you guys can come here and learn all this stuff, but there's over 400 companies that come here to recruit you guys. Mm -hmm. If you can't get it in your mind that you need to go out there and make yourself present, make yourself known, then like you're kind of an idiot sitting in the class for like 45 minutes you can get the notes from somebody else like one class isn't going to kill you but I said all that or my bad oh no I was just agreeing with you but I I said all that to say like 2013 was really a year that kind of shifted things in my mind because I just saw things that weren't working and it was kind of like this domino effect and then three years later for it to like see the same pattern happening again I'm like something needs to change and like breathe university I didn't know in 2013 that it was a thing because I I just started watching ET's videos, but then Mm -hmm. seeing it in 2016, I joined it. And then like just the love from the group, the moment that I started interacting with people that were like complete strangers, I got an accountability. I got two accountability partners and (laughs) I quickly found out what, um, like you said, being pushed in a healthy way can kind of help you because the moment um, the first push came was from having this challenge to set up um, BHAGs as they call them like big, audaciously hairy goals. I mm-hmm. think, I don't know mm-hmm. if that acronym works out, but um, one of the things I went to engineering school. So one of the things you do is like you take this first certification exam. It certifies you as an engineer in training. Mm-hmm. And after that, you work for four years as an engineer, and then you have a chance to test to become a professional engineer. So I was like, oh, that's that's my BHAG. Like mm-hmm. next year, like 2017 will be, um, yeah, I think 2017 was roughly four years from the time that I graduated 
graduated college. So it's like, I have the ability to test for the exam this year. And like both of my accountability partners were a little bit older than me, I think maybe in their 40s, they had kids. And uh, one, uh, her name's Dr. Pam. And she was just like, Oh, okay, that that's cute. That, that's your that's your BHAG. So it's like, let me, it's like, I'm pretty sure you're smart. You went to a good school. You're an engineer. You've been working for a couple of years. Like you taking a test that's engineering. That's not really, that's not like a big goal. Like you could do that probably in your sleep. But I was like, oh, but I've got to study. It's like, you already know how to study. Like how, what's really going to challenge you? And she just kept kind of like putting a finger on it. She wasn't yelling at me. She wasn't, she wasn't like, like screaming. Like if somebody's screaming or like trying to interrogate, me like mm-hmm. I'm like I know yeah I, I either shut down or I bark back because I'm like yeah. no no you're right you said it right the first time I shut down because I'm just like I'm not here for all that but mm-hmm. then at the same time when somebody challenges me I shut down again because I'm like I don't I don't want to deal with what you're saying because I either don't understand it or I don't have the answer that I think you're seeking mm-hmm. so she kept asking me and I was just like I thought back to 2016 and I just remember the look on my mom's face where it was just like this this sad and I was like, I just want to be able to communicate with my family. Like, mm-hmm. like I just want to be able to sit down during like a Thanksgiving meal or a Christmas meal and just have a conversation at the table. It's like, you can be from a family that's like all degrees, all of this, all of that. Like you got all the accolades in the world, but if you can't talk to your sibling, if you can't talk to your parent, like mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can't be around your mom and she's happy just because we're not struggling, like to come from a thoroughbred country 22 years ago and then not have anything to show for Mm -hmm. 20 years later but like a degree that's not really doing much it's like that's I think that's that's the scary thing and that's a sad thing so that kind of became my lofty goal in my head and uh (laughs) long story short it didn't it didn't go the way I thought it was gonna go because I was like I'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. and I got uh humbled very quickly that like no like things would work themselves out how they're supposed to work themselves out but the one thing that setting that goal did for me is that it it taught me how to become the right person to communicate with Mm -hmm. because in some sense back to what you were saying is that everybody kind of has their insecurities mm-hmm. and until you reach the level of maturity like that person has to deal with that you can't force them to deal with it and the more yeah. you keep pushing them the more they're going to shut down and just be like no like I'm not doing this like you can't tell me what to do because I'm not a child I'm not this even if I don't know something like mm-hmm. I need to maintain my sense of dignity to where you can't just come in here and just be like oh I went around the world and figured this out it's like what makes you so special that you got to go and figure this out or you got to like just say oh I don't feel like showing up to a family function or I'm just going to check out because I'm depressed guys it's like what the hell is depression but yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying though too, you know um, and you know I my, my family it's, it's funny that you talk about family because my big audacious goal or whatever it's called is I want to be the first millionaire in my family like nobody in my family is mm-hmm. um, even close to being that they yeah. they 
I have alcoholism, I have um, depression, bipolar, schizophrenic in my family. And it's like, yeah. I don't want to be that person. I don't right. want to like shy away from mental health. And this is why I went into this whole fitness thing and, and, and really focusing on mental health because that is where it all starts. Yeah. And I saw this, um, this uh, what is it, on my timeline. So I on my timeline, I make sure that I have things that when I'm reading or if I'm on social media, I want mm-hmm. positive things that I'm reading because that is what it's all about. I don't need yeah. this fake injection. I, no. No. You don't need the <laughs> um, ratchetness. Yes. I can have <laughs> a ratchet black woman. Like it gets under my skin that oh I can go on a rant about that. So I'm just yeah. gonna stop. We'll it. So, yes. Next next time uh, I'll let you just get on here and do we just rant. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's the whole mental thing. And I, I, I say, I'm going to be that one that changes my family, the dynamic of my family. I am going to mm-hmm. be that. I love those boulders. I want I want that weight on my shoulders because it's yeah. a challenge that I believe that um, I can defeat. And it's mm-hmm. all about getting that in your mind that I'm going to do something. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, this one meme on my timeline that you will be the first millionaire in your family. And I see it now. I see it all the time. I'm like, that is that is it i'm gonna be the first millionaire in my family this one yeah. eye has been giving me so many problems i think i have like a hair stuck in my eye gotcha. um, did you ever try the trick where you do the the opposite eye no well i was just rubbing this eye because i felt like something was in this eye no so I, I was, i'm saying like try to rub rub your left eye and see if eye. that like so tricks tricks stop. the other one <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I see this meme on my timeline mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that is that is it. I'm going to be the first millionaire. Even if um, I don't get all of it, yeah. I get half of it. The next generation is going to get the rest of it. And my kids' yeah. kids are going to get it. And my their kids are going to get it. And it, stop, it starts and stops with me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that. That big audacious goal is I'm going to be yeah. a millionaire. The first millionaire in my family. Yeah. And I, I think that's... That's amazing because the the other thing with that is like um, regardless of how people set goals, I, I like what you said because I know that money isn't necessarily the reason because it's mm-hmm. like it, it's something, but you talk about like the mental health and the mm-hmm. physicality of where you want to reach women, which is back to the reflection of yourself. It's like so long as you keep that and you understand that and you keep those boundaries and um, you need to get I'm sitting here looking at it. You need to get this book if you haven't already got it. You probably you, you have it. I have you done, yes, that's have you done that the you, workbook? No. So I have you the need, book. You I need have the it. workbook. This I is where the met okay. Well I, I, I just yeah. restarted it because I got it the year before last, but I started actually going through week, week by week and like I wanna say it was last week or the week before it may have been before the new year and what the workbook has done for me is just make back again to that the routine of where i told myself okay i'm gonna wake up and um once i wake up i do my devotional mm-hmm. make my bed um do a little read for the podcast which was um i started reading dennis kimbrough's book a black choice for um, daily motivations for african-american success mm-hmm. and i heard about the book i bought the book and it just kind of sat there but then one day i I was like let me just let me just crack this thing open and it was funny because once I opened it I was like oh <laughs> it's literally daily motivation it's one one page literally and I was like I can read a page because even to like read my bible I just went to like the bare basics I was like okay everyone in my family may be like highly spiritual or they may be able to like read the entire bible in mm-hmm. a year but I'm like that's not my goal like I understand what I'm trying to do by reestablishing the, that relationship and it's like if I read one verse or even yeah. if I read 
one word in the verse like and ask for it to make sense like that kind of worked for me so by doing that I went through the workbook and the thing that it helped me do forget why I committed but once I commit to something I'm with it but as I kind of stepped through it it helped me kind of deal with things in the past, especially when it deals with family. And it had a thing in here talking about um, examples of boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it goes through and identify each piece of the boundary. And it has you read that section in the book saying like, your most basic boundary is your skin. Like no one should violate your skin. Like mm-hmm. they can get all up in your face, but it's like, and even with that, it's like, you got like a, a certain boundary. It's like, you don't, it may have been like a SpongeBob skit or something. It's like, you don't break a certain plane. Like once you do that, you're, you're asking for trouble, but it's like skin is a type of boundary words, especially the word no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you have truth is a boundary, geographical distance, time, emotional distance, other people and consequences. Mm -hmm. And just from doing that, I was like, okay, like I'm doing something. I'm moving forward. But now I'm remembered like, Hey, I just got a little bit into it. So I got to continue to do that and step through it. So if you want accountability, we can walk through it. it. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. I've been so funny. The universe, when you put something (laughs) out, the universe really, (laughs) really brings it forward, especially because now I'm doing this, uh, 40 day consecration. And, mm. um, you know, a goal of mine this year is to go through the Bible, but only because I want a, a, an intimate relationship with Christ. I, I really mm. want to, um, because I want to live my life according to his will. I don't want to, mm. I've already done it for 40 something years. I, I, I've i got nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so why not? Try right? something like, different. Like, yeah. try something new. And so, you know, I said, God, I, I need an accountability partner that's going to press. It's going to press and be like, uh, yeah. Tamara, where, like, yeah. where's this at? You said you were going to do this because yeah. then I'm like, okay, I don't want somebody coming to me telling me my job. I know yeah, how right. to do my job. Like you wouldn't want nobody to come in and say in like, this is how an engineer is supposed to do because you already know. So why somebody, right. why do you have somebody coming to you? So I was like, you know, I need that so that it's a reminder. Like, you know what you have to do. You know, you don't want that person coming to you telling you what you already know you need to do. Yeah. So, yeah. um, one of the things that I'm going through, um, say hi. Hey. <laughs> so one of the things that uh this this quarter so I broke my year down by quarters and so nice. this first quarter I'm testing to get my uh cap M. So What's my that? degree it's a certified associate project manager. So oh, it's nice. the, it's the first gateway into becoming oh, a project manager. I got you. Yeah. You know because yeah, project management just, is there's so many acronyms that I've seen <laughs> over the last years. I always have to ask like what is it just so that like I hear it but sometimes I, I just have to have clarity. Yeah. And so I was going to say, you should know because it's, yeah, it's, it's the thing before the, the PMP. Yeah. And so gotcha. I don't know if I want to be, I don't, I don't think I want to be a certified project manager, but what I do want is. You're doing um, exactly what I did. What? You just did that because it's kind of in the realm of what you already, you're already doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the reason I wanted to get my uh, certification is because, no, it's not. It's only 10 o'clock uh, <laughs> so that I can get a stay-at-home job. Oh, snap. It's almost 11. It is almost. Yeah. Do you have to go? Is this conversation? No, no I just, I just, I just realized. No, it, it's, that's <laughs> right. Because we started at 10 and it's okay. So it's almost 10 o'clock. See, it's 10 o'clock by time. So you're in Georgia. So you're an hour ahead of me. No, where, wait, where are you? I'm, I'm in, in Texas. 
Oh, okay. Okay. You're, yeah, I'm an hour ahead of you. I got you. That's, so where, where I'm in, are you located? I'm in Michigan right now because I, I traveled this week. That's right. But that's right. at least this part of Michigan in Lansing is still on Eastern time. Like it threw me off last time because I was like, oh, it's Michigan somewhere up here. Georgia's somewhere down there. It's like, no, they're, mm-hmm. they're like literally on top of each other. They're just, they're just a little uh, bit. Okay. 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 I, I'm, I didn't I'm believe so it until off. I looked at the map. <laughs> I'm so off with time zones. I really am. So you're right. It is ten o'clock your time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was sure that I could get a stay at uh, stay at home job because I haven't been able to get a job, and I'm like, I'm educated. I know what mm. I'm doing. It's like, what else right. do I need to do? Mm. So, um, uh, so that so that, that certification would help you get a stay at home. I don't job. know. I well, I don't know because I nothing else has worked. So I was like, why not? Wait. So in studying for that. Will it take away from you reaching the 200 women that you're trying to reach? Or oh, you need you need income kind of coming in? Yeah, I need income coming in so I can pay for, you know, because of course you can't just be an entrepreneur and not make money. You have to have a right. main job to fund your hustle until your hustle is your main, you know. Right, right. So that's what I'm trying to get that balance. And I haven't been able to get a, um, a full-time job so that I can really fund my the business. I've been gotcha. kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. I'm not afraid to mm. say that because right, everybody right, right. goes through it. Yeah. Um, so I'm, that's why I was testing for the Cap M. And so okay. I don't. I hope it doesn't take away. And this is where the planners come in. So and my schedule yeah. and my thought and the systems, so that I can stick to my systems. Gotcha. Um, and so I substitute teach. And mm. so I put okay. that on hold right now, so that I can uh, focus on studying and okay. my business. Yes, yeah, because it's that's a. That's one thing I like. I, I tested for the uh, the PE exam, professional engineering exam. Uh, was it last year? No, the year before last. Because I think I I was planning to take it in 2017, but like my um, for some reason or another, like I signed up for it, but then it's mm-hmm. two parts. I didn't sign up for the second part, and then 2018 I went ahead and I took it, but I didn't like the motivation to study just wasn't there, so I didn't put enough time and attention to study for it. And now when I'm looking at it, it's like I plan, like I said, that I'm going to take it by April. So like now is the time that I need to be studying. But like with podcasting and just really focusing on like doing the coaching of like extreme execution and going into real estate, I'm like, before I do that, let me really just focus on what's important. So like the real estate is going to be the thing to maybe bring in the biggest bag or it will be Mm -hmm. the thing that brings in the most. So I need to sit and do my homework with it and not get like quote unquote thirsty just to say like, let me do this. But like if I take a trip or something like I've driven Uber a few times just to like one, practice my speaking like this and just socialize with people because I understand I need to be around people even though I'm introverted like if I'm not isolating in a healthy way it mm-hmm. becomes very destructive and that's where it's like complete shutdown complete yeah. like oh like woes me terrible everything like I could make up like an entire like ev- the whole world is like just went on fire and everything just stopped and like like a minute hasn't even gone by so yeah. I've in order to avoid that, that's why it's like I've got to get around people like doing this is helping me do that. Even if I at first didn't want to be on camera, didn't want to talk, like didn't want to hear my voice. It's like having those prods from the group is really what's making the difference for me and saying like, I'm not going to neglect that. So mm-hmm. 
as you're going to like have, if you're already starting this process for the testing, I'd say like definitely for today, do your workout. If you've got to do it with your son, do it. Yeah. Cut it, edit it, put it on YouTube and just set a specific time that you're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's gonna that's gonna happen when it's gonna happen, but stay consistent there. And then yeah. um whatever like your reasoning for taking this test, you really you really have to make it matter because if it doesn't matter, like all the energy that you're putting there, mm-hmm. it may or may not work out, but you may have already paid for it to take the exam. Like you mm-hmm. may have paid for the study material and all that stuff. But if you're not at that phase yet, I would say like really decide what it is that you want. And if you don't know yet, just do one of the things that's been working. Mm-hmm. And like you already, you're already a planner person. So like write down what you already had planned to do for this week yeah. and just do the first one today. Like forget all of the other ones. Like obviously you're not going to let your, your son starve or right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to do like that, but it's like write down the things that you thought were important mm-hmm. and just do the first one. If you and that's get that exactly one done. What, uh, what I'm doing. Um, yeah. If you can see my desk, I mean, I'm organized, <laughs> but I have, I just have stuff to my right, you know, it's just organized. You know so that I know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, it does, it, I don't want to say it has to work out for me, but it has to work out for me because yeah. um, that is what I'm good at. I'm good at project management. I'm good at organization. Yeah. I'm good at, at um, being an, uh, an executive administration or an executive administrator. I'm good at that. And yeah. I know that I can make a living at it until I start making a really good living at life coaching mm-hmm. um, and so forth. Um, until I start getting income from like my YouTube channel. Right. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't want to yeah, try something just, new. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like when I could have just did what I'm educated in. You know what I right. mean? It's like, yeah. what is the purpose? And so right. somebody said, go to school to be a teacher. I'm like, so your, your education wasn't, it, it was to become a project manager? Yeah. So um, my graduate degree is in uh, the science of project management. So, mm. and so I don't, and that's why I'm baffled at, why can't I get a job? I don't understand because all of my previous jobs have been office yeah. manager, executive assistant, all of the things. And it's like, that is what I'm good at. That is what I do. So right. why I'm just stuck Sorry. on okay. why I can't get a job. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, what's funny is because um, I, I, I want to put you in contact with um, somebody you may know her. You know Regina Waller. So she she's like in the DMV area with Rochelle and and um, a few other people. And like I met her just last year through Groove University. And because mm-hmm. like I went in the group and I just posted a question like I was gonna do the resume thing by myself. And I was like, let me just ask. Like let me put my pride away and just be like, hey, like I know how to do the resume. I can do this, but let me just take a sum of money that I feel like it's gonna hurt and let me pay somebody to do it because like they're able to do it much quicker and they know like what the standards are for now so she helped me not only with that but she's really one of the last people like a lot of people helped me to the point when I was going through it from like January to June mm-hmm. and July like I really didn't get out of my funk until like after August September and it was just like a constant work in progress but I asked her for help with my resume and um, she was willing to help me. But more importantly, she was willing to like deal with the internal issue and just be like, hey, we need to correct like what's going on with you mentally. Like Mm -hmm. you don't sound good. Like Mm -hmm. you're you're wanting to go to work, but like you don't you're not there and you don't you obviously don't have that problem. But I think you connecting with her, she may be able to help you kind of see the gap as to like what you're putting out and like why you're not getting the results. And I think part of that too. 
sorry, um, is I was, because I've been home for 13 years and I volunteered as a project manager, as a project coordinator for mm. a PTA, nonprofit organization. Mm. And so what I was doing was putting my old stuff in with my new stuff. And I was saying something that came across, again, my timeline said, yeah. you have to do away with the old if you want right. the new. Right. So I just completely deleted all of my LinkedIn information. So I'm uh, starting over because I was like, I can't go into this with my old experience. I have to only account for what I've done while I've been home. And right, that's but what I've been doing. Got you. But I guess I, I don't I don't want to speak too much to this because this isn't my area of expertise. But from mm-hmm. you just saying that, I could see why someone may not be wanting to follow up. Because if, if you're saying you've been home for like, like if you're not putting, if you've been home for 13 years and the experience that you're putting up within those 13 years isn't directly related to what they're looking for. Like even though your other experience may be nonprofit, if it's in some way related to it. And that and that's why I was just happy to like meet Regina because I had my resume and most of it was for like the um, five and a half years or six years or so that I did working for um, one company out of college. And it was working in like four different work areas and it was maybe like four pages long. And I was like, oh, I know this is supposed to be maybe one page or this, that, and the other, but she just did her thing. She took the information and just lined it up like, this is who I am. And when I read it, I was like, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of no's initially. And she was like, that's the that's the good thing. At least we got that out of the way. So like, that's no longer a burden on you. And then once I started getting interviews, a couple of the first ones, they were just like, um, they, were, they were like, I, in my mind, I was like, I can go do that because I have the skills to do it but in my heart I was like no like Mm -hmm. there was a situation that happened where I was rejected by a job and then they asked me to come back the recruiter is telling me one thing but then the employer they have kind of another approach they're kind of nonchalant about it and literally driving to the interview for two hours waiting in the lobby for an hour without anybody saying anything and then agreeing to stay for another hour and having the person that's supposed to be the manager graduated from the same school that I graduated from And like, I already know what like Georgia Tech graduates are like. And I'm like, okay, like some people I get along with, but others not so much. Mm -hmm. And like, I could, I just kind of got this vibe where it was like, like you just, you kind of just reading off the script. Yeah, I I just felt it because I was like, at this point, I'd already gone through so many no's and like, I came there because like, there was like this pressure of like, oh, these people need to talk to you today. Like Mm -hmm. by the end of the week, they're going to make a decision. Here's what they're offering this, that, and the other. But Mm -hmm. from the time that they'd said no to me, like 15 to 20 other companies reached out offering like, Hey, are you available for an interview? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to go here. Like I'm not sweating it. I've gone through and struggled this year. It's been rough, but like mm-hmm. every single day I'm getting up and I'm doing what I need to do. So then when the person's there and I'm just like, okay, like maybe I was being nice about it, not trying to burn any bridges. Yeah. And I was just, I was heated after a while when I left and then just getting the recruiter blowing up my phone, just like, Hey, 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 Hey. And I was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't say it out loud, but I'm thinking like, I don't know where, like how you do things but like me I don't like to be harassed like if somebody's not picking up their phone like cell phones didn't exist over 30 years ago right. well maybe they did but it's like 
there's a point in time when you couldn't get somebody instantaneously. So if somebody's not responding, they might be driving, they might be away from their phone, they might be here. It's like, you just can't do that. And essentially, I just told them respectfully, like, hey, you guys have two other people you're trying to decide with. And myself, I'm like, just remove myself out of the running. Okay. And then I, I told other people like, hey, this company says they're ready to make an offer. Can you get back to me by the end of the week? Mm-hmm. And one out of the companies was like, hey, we're literally writing your offer letter right now. And I was like, okay, I like this company because they were patient with me. And as I told them what I did, they read my resume and they're like, hey, we agree with it. Like you have over eight years of experience. This makes sense. This is a good fit for where we want to be. And I was like, okay, like that's literally how I got the first two jobs before. It wasn't really, a, did you really do what you said you did? I'm like, if you don't trust me, don't like, if we're not even starting off on a sense of integrity, let's just not have a conversation. And yeah. then if you want somebody that you can just push around, like I've been pushed around before and I know that I don't like it. And I, like nobody should accept just being talked down to like they're lower than scum. So mm-hmm. it's like the people that still want those people, I'm like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Like you'll find another sucker, but that's just not me. Right, and right. Um, that's, that's why I say like... <laughs> I don't know, people may call it a shameful plug, shameless plug. Like, I mean, you already know the people that are in the organizations, you see what they do, you Mm -hmm. already joined the brand prep group. And Mm -hmm. like, you're already looking into this other group. And the whole reason is because you made a change in your mentality, your mindset of like, this is my focus. So you're, Mm -hmm. you're already in the right area. And I was just cautioning you to say, don't make the same mistake that I made or the same mistake that I'm trying to repeat again to Mm -hmm. say, oh, I want to do this thing. But I I understand the need, though, because it's you have like a specific need you need to tend to now. You Mm -hmm. just want to make sure that you're putting your energy in the right spot and just connecting with um, I'll reach out to her and then um, forward you her information. Yeah, that would be awesome, because right now I'm at a I'm at a standstill. And, uh, you know, I I, I, I not a stand. Yeah, a standstill as far as like making income, because like I said, I have you have to make income. So um, I was told to don't you just, you know, you can go be a teacher. Like, yeah. But that's going back to school and that's stopping me from where I really want to go. And I said, I can't, um, I'm not going to go back to school. It, there was right. the point in going back to school. That's two years, two and a half years to mm-hmm. be a teacher. So you wouldn't be able to be a teacher based on your experience now? Or oh, like you are. I don't have a, um, I don't have a teaching certification. Gotcha. So, you know, and then I would have to still, even if I did uh, to get a certification, you have to go to school for a year and a half a year. Right. And that's that's why you need to be active in this group, because then just like the conversation that we're having is built on your experience and not mm-hmm. like this. And I don't know how, like they say perception is reality. And I don't like that, for instance, but there's a reason why it's said a certain way. But um, like for somebody to have results, I feel like at times where you may be trying to fit into somewhere that you're not meant to fit. Like if you keep trying to fit in, like it's not, it's not meant for you to fit in. You mean like with the, with the project management? Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I I have a struggle with because I'm like, as an engineer, as I look at it going in the, um, there's this big gap where you have people that are like fifties, like I'd say 45, maybe to like 60. And then the next gap is like 30, like the 40, the 35 to 45 year olds, they didn't seem to really make it in like the engineering um, or they didn't make that decision. I don't know if a lot of them became entrepreneurs or they just were more artistic like, but like the way the structure is set up when it's engineering or project management, it's just locked into like this mentality and 
the first thing that comes to mind is like a slave mentality, but that's probably not the right word. But there's something about like I've, I've worked with great project managers and then at the same time I've worked with others that just the way they talk about the people that work for them, mm-hmm. it's like they just feel like they can push them around and do whatever. And I'm like, some people are going to do that because they have to like they'll bear it and grin their teeth because it's like they have to do this. Like they haven't put their money in other places where it can work for them Mm -hmm. or they don't understand that there's another option Mm -hmm. and some people I mean they just enjoy the work like I enjoy working outside I enjoy solving problems but the one thing that I have a hang up on is like I don't like solving a problem for somebody that feels like they can just control your life at any moment's notice like I'm going to be going back into engineering but like I don't want to ever put myself in a position where somebody can just come talk to me sideways and I'm like that might back to the insecurity thing that might be something that they have internally but like and not to be ungrateful but it's like as you begin to know who you are you kind of just build that confidence to say like no I I don't need to come here and and beg you because like and that's the conversation I had with a friend of mine like he he left the job but he had a clear plan of like okay I'm already doing things to match my income and then some and then as I'm leaving I've already made like the transition but I'll send you her information yeah I mean which she do you have to ask her um to send her information yeah I, i'll i'll double check just as a courtesy because i yeah. i don't want to just say something and just be like oh hey <laughs> let, let me be a high eye or flamingo or social or like connect and it's like yeah that's, dude, that's like, it. It, and so you know they um since i substitute or um non-verbal autistic and mm-hmm. um i love it but with my 13 year old my other son he's got health issues so he's out of school right now and mm-hmm. um i won't that's why I need a stay-at-home job like I was on you before. And so, you know, honestly, I figured, okay, if I get my certification, then yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I can I can get a job. But I already have the the wherewithal, I already have the experience to do the the work. It's just how do I translate all my volunteer experience into experience so that you know where it, it makes sense on the resume. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten a bunch of yeah. no's. Yes, I've gotten you know no no's where I'm getting no answers, which is the right. no in essence. Right. So you know, I just I don't know I don't know right now because I don't want to go back to school because then it puts off making money right. and then and then you in order to go to school you have to pay for school so it's like right right then and you're not what do you're you not do? there's you're just like you're probably not into the mindset like oh yeah let me just go get let me just go get another yeah, loan from I, uh, Sally Knight exactly because now I can't even think straight to study to regurgitate information because that's all studying school is right regurgitating information yeah um so I don't know I don't know right now I mean yeah I can go work Starbucks um but that's working outside the home and then my son if he has like yeah. the heart you know what I mean so I'm stuck yeah. it's like I need a job where I can if he has to go to the hospital I can still work and they're okay with that you said Starbucks and I started texting Starbucks I said can I share your information with someone Starbucks. who's Starbucks and I was like what I'm trying to multitask too much so that's 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 me this is gotcha. my my world over here trying to figure it all out and do it messy no matter how messy it looks um yeah. i have a couple of videos to edit today that I, I will be putting up on my youtube i mean yeah my my youtube channel and mm-hmm. uh facebook and do you uh, do instagram, instagram? Uh, yeah do you do? So okay. instagram too yeah gotcha. so, so do you, you post it once a day every day i do monday wednesdays and friday so gotcha. um tuesdays and thursdays um are blogging days i want to blog too so mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's too much. I don't feel like it's too much. It's just getting a system down yeah. so that, you know, it, it's moving and I'm being consistent. So, How long? So you said 
blogging or vlogging? Right, blogging. Okay, I don't so when you, you write, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say the, the alternative that you could do instead of like doing, a, yeah, the first time I saw it, I was like, that's so weird. But like, <laughs> I know people, um, especially if you're an introvert, it's like, if you can, and I think that's what they did in the brand prep, they, the brand prep. prep Sometimes I'm like, I keep smashing the words together and it comes out <laughs> weird. But the main thing, I think when I, I started going through the lesson just in December, because I kind of jumped on the bandwagon late, but the main thing they highlighted is like work within your strength. If you're in, if like blogging is something that works well for you, do that. And like, I just wanted to do the podcast thing because I listen to so many and I yeah. get so much value from it to where I'm like, hey, what if I did it? And just from a, a different perspective mm -hmm. and like the one that I listen to a lot of um, Joe Rogan, like he's always encouraging people to do Joe it. I love Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. And it's he's like- that one that is like, he's an extrovert and he's like, just up and do it already. You right. know, he's like, shut up and do it. <laughs> like I re-listened to one with him. It was him, Donnell Rollins and the RZA. And I oh, was yeah. like, oh my God, I had to listen to that thing twice over because it's like the energy from like Donnell Rollins and Joe Rogan and then you have the RZA that just comes in yeah. there where he's educating I'm like man and isn't like, he like a professor now? Isn't he an MIT professor? Yeah, isn't I, I have no clue because the, the thing about it, it's like I've met more people through Joe's show. And like, actually, I was like, I don't know who this person is, but it's somebody either famous, somebody that's a friend of his or like they just get on there and like whatever they talk about, that's kind of like my educational thing. And something somebody mentioned the other day is that like consuming podcast is almost like a form of reading. Like, yeah. Because a lot of people talk about reading a whole bunch of books, but like I try to narrow it down to just read and apply what I'm reading rather than mm -hmm. just consuming the information. And then, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he is, though. I'd I think he is. I'm not sure, but I really do think he's a, either MIT professor. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I didn't realize he was that intelligent. Right. I never, never occurred to me. But yeah, yeah. But that that conversation that they had, it was like the I know a lot of people get get turned off by like like cussing or cursing and like I I have for a big part but one thing that I'm understanding like I don't do it here mm -hmm. but um or I don't do it usually um but one thing that I'm understanding about whether people cuss or whether they're expressing themselves and really kind of standing back and being like you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that don't don't it's like when you sit down and you listen to what somebody's saying whether it's a podcast music book conversation it's like huh like I never knew that mm -hmm. but if I just kind of shut somebody out or mute them all together at once it's just like oh like they don't have anything important to say it's like that very person that you're dismissing mm -hmm. is the person that may have what you need That's true. and like I see so many people kind of just go down that track where it's like I've got all the answers but I'm mm -hmm. struggling but it's like oh if only I could have this help and I'm like oh okay like you're saying one thing and then you're doing the other and mm -hmm. like at some point in time when you realize that the two things that you're doing they're just moving further away from each other and they're not in alignment like like things will and change. That's exactly what, what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be in alignment that of doing the thing over here and doing the thing I noticed that I was driving myself crazy and it, it pulls you in both directions yeah. and it's like, how can I be more aligned? And so I read The Miracle Morning mm. and so I started that. I started doing that and I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and yeah. I meditate and I, I do my devotion and all of that and um, and then I work out and it has changed my morning. I was never a morning person until mm. I met, until I read The Miracle Morning and I'm yeah. like, oh my God, 
this is like a whole new world for me and mm-hmm. I get so much more done um, because I used to wake up at 11, 12 o'clock. Like mm-hmm. I was, I stay up late and I wake yeah, up late. Right, it right. does not work. Yeah. I don't care what anybody say. It does not work. So um, now I'm on to other things and I'm like, okay, how do I get my morning to work for me so that I'm more productive? And mm-hmm. so I noticed that, you know, in 2020, it's all about execution. But what systems do I need to make sure these things are executed? And so that's right. where I'm at. I'm at, what do I need to make sure mm-hmm. I'm... Oh, it just froze up now. <laughs> I'm pushing forward and um, I know uh, like, just froze I, blog. I love it oh did I yeah or my internet just kind of went out but and as soon as you're saying what do I need because that's that's where you that's the point that you've gotten to now yeah so I'm at if you can if I did you come back your internet mm-hmm. okay so yeah, you're, I'm you're at good. that point now where I'm like okay what systems do I need to put in place so that I can stick to my system that or I mean my routine that I have set forward set for gotcha. myself and so yeah so that's just it just waking up making sure that I stick to my routine okay gotcha yeah and so just job. yeah, that's important. <laughs> that's really important right now. The um, so if I let me clarify, are you did you already sign up for extreme execution or extreme branding or both? Wait, so let me. I thought that they were one in the same. You know what I mean? Like I thought extreme branding was extreme execution. So the way I understand it is like extreme execution is like the base where it's like that's the disc assessment and like so it's like you take the disc assessment to better understand who you are and how you function Mm -hmm. and like the extreme execution coaching is like you being able to take that um well it, it may be one and the same but it's different so it's like the extreme execution, I understand it as like you are able to take the disc assessment, train on how to facilitate it for somebody else. Like you take it, you understand it, and you study it. And then once you've done that, you become trained on how to facilitate it for somebody else to tell them like, okay, here are your preferences. Mm-hmm. Here are your, um, like here are your strengths. Here are your non-strengths. Like here's for work, here's an ideal job for you. Like in conversation, communication, here's an ideal situation for you. Like if mm-hmm. you avoid this, like you save, your, save yourself a world of a headache. Mm-hmm. So now what the extreme branding is, I believe it's um, taking you yourself and understanding the people that you're talking to, how to talk to them. So it's like you brand your message to where different types of personalities can receive it. And then that's like a transaction there that you can do, that you can make. I think it was brand, uh, extreme branding is what I signed up for with Nikki and Jose and right. Isaiah. I think that's his name. Um, yeah, yeah. Camp, yeah. So um, extreme execution, no, I haven't signed up. And then gotcha. I'm, and then the one percenters, it would be my first year. I just found out about the one percenters like towards the end of the last year, mm-hmm. end of last year. So I'll be doing that, like I said, in Houston this year. Um, so you're going to the, drive, you're doing to the conference? Yeah. In okay, Houston. gotcha. And okay. so that's just a two hour drive for me. Okay. So right. I'm going to pack cool. my kids up and yeah. I'll take them. I, if I can they're always yeah. going to be at these conferences because i think that to get it in their heads right now yeah and as they grow up and they're always in these conferences they are going to be way ahead of their time yeah and so that is my whole thing and making sure i'm in a place where i can make sure they're they're yeah. uh you know that they're on their way right so and i'm also a uh, john maxwell life uh, coach so okay. i just so I so let me let me ask you this from how long have you been a John Maxwell life coach? Because I, I think I met somebody once that was a John Maxwell life coach. A year. A year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then with that, do you have to do something throughout the year with it? Well, I mean, 
you just it's, it's a continuous thing like you can always there is so much information with john maxwell that mm -hmm. you'll never stop learning ever right and so right now i'm just i'm studying as a man thinketh mm -hmm. oh yeah and that one. is that oh my goodness that's so good it's so much information and so many little nuggets in that that for a lifetime it's a lifetime of learning yeah. so, and it's what one is it one page or like it's it's like 20 pages right here it's like really thin mm. like it's this yeah. thin book and i didn't know for some reason i, I got so stuck in school like i didn't <laughs> I feel like I didn't read my first book that I wanted to until I graduated college. Mm -hmm. And that was Who Moved My Cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I only got that book from watching one of E.T.'s videos where he was mm -hmm. talking about reading being a crossover. And mm -hmm. I almost turned the video off because I was like, my dad kept telling me that every single day, like at home, and it's like readers are leaders, this, that, and the other. And I was just like, I don't want to hear that. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to be mo motivated. I just want to feel good. Mm -hmm. But then before I turned it off, I was like, okay, let me let me grow up a little bit. Like, let me stop being childish. And the thing that he said, it's that he quantified it. That's why it worked for me because I'm like, I need to understand why or what this is going to do for me. And it was that the book, Who Moved My Cheese, is not only a book that's got an interesting title to it, mm -hmm. but it was something for your mindset. Mm -hmm. Because in the book, like, have you heard of it before i've heard of who moves my cheese yeah i just don't have it i've never read it okay. before well i mean you can you can literally find it on youtube oh like they, really yeah it's like they made a whole animated story of it you go on youtube there's one or two different videos but like it explains the story where you have four little characters you have two mice and two little people and they're navigating this maze trying to find their cheese or what mm -hmm. they associate cheese as, as their cheese yeah yeah and it's like if you, I think hearing the story by itself is great, but also hearing it within the full form of the book, which may be on there, is that the story is told um, at a high school reunion. And like you basically have this class reunion coming together and they're talking about where they're at in life, like 10 years after graduating. And people that you thought would be like, oh, the captain of the football team or the person that's got like a side business with their company, you thought certain people would be doing better better than others. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. And as they share the story, they have a discussion afterwards, kind of seeing where they identify themselves within it. And that essentially explained to them, um, like from, from that, it kind of gives you a deeper dive to where you don't, you not only read the story or you not only mm -hmm. hear the story, but then you have something to do with it. You have like an exercise you can practice. And then from that, um, I think they interview, they do an interview with the author and he explains like why he wrote the book, how he wrote it. And one thing that just stuck out to me was that he had the book, but it took him like 15 years to write it because he he lived out that that book. And essentially yeah. it just made sense for him to write it in like cartoon form or make it like a simple story because like very simple stories or I'm sure you having kids, you watch like children's movies and things like that. Like when somebody really mm -hmm. makes it well, you're like, oh, I'm going in here to watch it. A kids movie but mm -hmm. then you go and you watch something like inside out and be like walking out of there boohooing and crying it's like 
I was going in here to take my child to make them feel good. And then you got me in here, like remembering like invisible friends. And now I'm like having PTSD, remembering like, what did I do mm-hmm. like to my yeah. childhood friends and, and uh, imaginary. I love authors like that. Because then you could just, it takes you to a place that's a good author. And it could take yeah. you to a place and you actually follow. And yeah. you're like, wow, I, I didn't even expect that. And they just, yeah. before you know it, you're, you're in it. Yeah. I love that about an author. And that's why I read because mm-hmm. book takes you to places where no nothing else can, nobody yeah. else can. Um, and I implemented yeah. this reading program at the elementary school, and it's because I want kids to know that reading can take places that nothing else can, or nobody else right. can. Just read, mm-hmm. even if it's to listening to a podcast or I do audiobook. Like yeah. if I'm All on day. a long drive, I'm yeah. audiobooking it. Yeah. yeah, I just can't take notes. Like I'm a note taker. I'm like, oh, right. I just want to write that down. Um, so I'm I'm glad that Audi- Audible has bookmarks. Yeah, you just sit there. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> just yeah. during the drive, it's like, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. it's like I'll, I'll flip back through it, or at least I know like where I stopped or where I mm-hmm. heard something good, mm-hmm. and then you can just kind of scroll through the bookmarks, but personalize them later. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's so true. That's so true. I can't wait to actually meet you in person and Likewise. you know and hang out. And like I said, it's the energy that the group has that I'm I've been craving for and I've been mm-hmm. looking forward to because yep. it's just something about um, movement. I'm, I'm ready to move because uh, yep. I've been stagnant for a very long time. And now that I know what I'm here to do, what my mm-hmm. purpose is, I'm ready to rock and roll. Nice. I am. It's just getting somebody to push me in my back <laughs> push me off the cliff and most of the time I'm not going to jump right well I mean that and I I guess that's the thing that I've, I've gotten from Breathe University it's that with um they've implemented this thing for both the east coast and the west coast because it's just like that three hour difference where they have an accountability call Monday through Friday and it's not only challenges people to like you you present what you're going to do for that day and they hold you accountable to it and it's all like in a loving manner to where if somebody needs to give you that firm talk of like, you may come in being like, well, I want to today, I'm going to try to it's like, no, 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 we're not we're not trying here. We're not wanting here. Here we're doing and that's I think that's where like the extreme thing came in where it's like, sometimes you have to go to that the far extreme to kind of like get back to normal if you were way over here. And just having that like the daily accountability where you can speak to somebody um, online, or you can speak to them offline over the phone or set up a meetup and the thing that the breathe university group helped me do was just meet people in my local area or even in traveling to a city i've never been to before i can reach out in the group and be like hey i'm gonna be here during this time if anybody's in the area let me know and people that want to meet other people that might be uncomfortable where it's just like i'm shy i don't really want to but it's like as you get to meet somebody like this it's like okay yeah i know i know tomorrow like i'll yeah go meet with her grab food or something like that to where it's mm-hmm. it kind of dispels some of the um apprehension and at the right. same time it um <laughs> i guess after you kind of spend some time there like you start looking at the world a little differently it's like people and me like oh what's what's wrong with you are you all uppity it's like <laughs> no what's wrong with you like what got yeah. into you to where they told you adult and then like you kind of lost all the childhood wonder you lost like you used to smile you used to be happy and like hey just you gotta get back to like 
where we are now present day yeah yeah and that's you know you say that it's funny but you say you know meeting somebody and it'd be nice to be in breathe and now i'm like i now i'm gonna have to do it because um a lot of the travel that i do do is gonna be with my boys and mm -hmm. i don't want you know i i get so scared to go into a new city or a new place because i have kids and i'm a female yeah, right, and i'm a right. black female at that yeah, and it's like yeah. hold up a second i need somebody right. like listen i'm not trying to get nobody's husband listen yeah. i don't want yeah. that's not what i'm trying right. I, do. I just want to feel safe because yeah. I am bringing my kids with me and I am by myself yeah. um, and I'm all of 135 pounds like I'm not some big burly woman <laughs> you yeah. know don't don't tell so, them I just be like hey hey <laughs> I got, I got the guns under here. You don't know what's going well, on. Well, and you know, what's funny is I was in jujitsu for a while, but I had to take that off my plate. And I, I love, uh, I love jujitsu. I, yeah. I love the, the, the brawling and the fighting. And I didn't realize I was good at it. Like, right. You know, but I'm kind of good at fighting. So, that, yeah. That's one thing where I'm thinking, like, once, once I do the main thing that I focused on for this year, like, once I get that up and running and it starts bringing income to pay for the extra activities, mm -hmm. I'm going to jujitsu is definitely one of those things that I want to do because listening to Joe again, it's like, oh, man, yeah. you make it so fun. And like I wrestled in high school and middle school. I finally mm -hmm. got good my last two years. And it's like, I, I miss that. Like just that the competitiveness and also just being able to like learn something and go go try it out because I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to graduate high school. Like I wasn't at the collegiate level to where I could compete like that, but I was like, oh, I'll just put this sport thing away and just do school. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like burying your talent. And mm -hmm. it's like, you can't really do that. If you're going to do justice to like what you've learned, you can't just take all this stuff that you know and just be like, ah, it doesn't matter anymore. But I mean, maybe not on the competitive level because mm -hmm. of course you get like, luckily I didn't have to do too many weight cuts, but there were a couple that were kind of scared like mm -hmm. never advise anybody to try to lose 10 pounds within a week or within a day it's like that's, that's, that's not smart yeah no and it's uh, especially uh, yeah i can't i wouldn't be able to do that competitive i just want to do it for all of the again it's about moms like yeah. get out you're never too old i am four right. i'm four and five and i'm like i want to i want my black belt in jujitsu yeah and i want to do muay thai like mm. <laughs> i want i love what you can do in muay thai like yeah like, you can really kick my ass yeah <laughs> you really yeah. can and yeah. <laughs> I just want not females, but I just want to be able to to protect myself. And yeah. if that's you know, and I you know, and I also want to go to the gun range, but that's mm. not what I want to use. I want to just you know be able to use my hands. And right. if if it's extreme, then yes, I'll be able to use yeah. a handgun. But that's not what I want to do. So right. I love it. And I want to show women that we don't have to sit around. We don't have to wait for right. our husbands or boyfriends or whatever. But let's go out and do it ourselves. And that when, and what's what's actually funny about that is that like some. Some people take it to the extent of like, oh, I don't need anybody. But it's like whenever you become truly independent to where you know like you can rely on yourself, other people that are independent, they find that attractive. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, And mm -hmm. a, a lot of times I think like I'm learning. I'm not going to sit here. Maybe it's like just studying to be a coach becoming a coach becoming certified and you just you more time you spend around people like you become like them I, yeah. I can't count how many times people asked me last year or just like over the years like hey how's your wife and i was like what wife like i was like i'm not married mm -hmm. and they're like oh okay my bad and like another person and another person i'm like and then i told it to the guys on the prayer line that i get on the line with every morning and one of the guys just laughed and he's like hey you become the people 
people you're around because the majority of them are um, strong black men that are all married. They respect their wives. Some have gone through divorces. Some have gone through having kids here or there, but like they've kind of come up upon the responsibility of saying, I'm going to be responsible for this. And one guy... He, uh, he put this analogy together and I just thought it's hilarious. Every time he talks, it just makes me laugh because it's like life lessons, but he makes it so light because he's worked as like a federal agent and he's been in like real hectic situations. And I think whenever you go through stuff that's like traumatic, like comedians are funny because they've lived like crazy lives and they just had to make fun of it in some kind of way. Like yeah. I think Tiffany Haddish's story is kind of blowing up One on the internet now, mm-hmm. but it's like, that's, her thing that she was like, oh, okay, if I'm funny, people will like me. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that he said, he um, they had a, a marriage conference in Chicago, I think this past weekend. And he was talking to a guy at the gym and he's like, hey man, you gonna come to this conference? And he's like, uh, I don't think that's that's for me. He's like, I don't know about all that. He's like, hey man, look, whatever you think you did, like everybody in this gym's already done that. It's like, mm-hmm. everybody's ran, ran down hills. It's like, you knew you shouldn't have done it, but you did it anyways. And he's mm-hmm. like, the difference in going to a marriage conference and just kind of doing whatever you wanna do, like running down hills, so to speak, is that it takes work to do that. Mm-hmm. And like, it's easy to go run down a hill or just be like oh i'm just free willing gonna do whatever but like it takes real strength and discipline to be like okay i'm not gonna go mess around with like every single person in the city and some people see it as like oh what's wrong with you are you this are you that but a lot of times it goes to that thing of um what they call meekness Mm -hmm. and some people is like oh meek weak it's kind of the same thing it's like no 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 (laughs) it's the complete opposite if you see somebody that's like calm cool and collected they're not like hyperactive this and the other like that's a dangerous person Mm -hmm. and the reason they're dangerous is because they not only understand who they are and their skills but they're so in control of themselves that they almost control their environment Mm -hmm. and they know that it's to their best interest to stay calm and not to just impose their power on somebody else because it's like then that's just destructive and you don't you don't really gain anything from that like me myself personally like i just I stay calm, I stay quiet, I stay reserved. Like in speaking like this, it's making it is making me more lively. But most of yeah. the time I just kind of keep to myself because it's like somebody may try and agitate me and people have tried many times in the past. And anytime that I blew up and I just became mad and enraged, mm-hmm. I just felt bad because I was like That's not who I, you are. Right. It's not who I am. And some like it took somebody else to push me to that. And it's like they became in control of me and I yeah. didn't control myself. I feel the same way. And I, I, I thought about that. It's like, I don't want anybody to think that they can walk over me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't want anybody to have control of my emotions. I don't want somebody to say, like I was telling you, that Uzi homemaker, you to agitate me. Mm-hmm. And I had to really realize why it agitated me and be yeah. okay with who I really am. And mm-hmm. if I am really a Uzi homemaker, it's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but uh, I realized that I scare myself. My anger scares me. That's mm-hmm. how mad I can get to where it, I won't stop. Yeah. And uh, and so I realized that I can't be around people that poke and prod and do this to you. And <laughs> right. it's like you keep poking and you keep prodding. And then and meekness does not mean that I'm weak. It just yeah. means that I'm in control of who I am. Right. And you don't want that person to come out because then it's like that person becomes a victim. And it's like, oh, now you want to say, oh, that's not what I meant. Right. Well, that's really <laughs> what you were trying to bring out. <laughs> right. It's you know like, let I me mean? just see. Is it is that really exist over there? Yeah. Let me let me just because something happened at the, at one of the schools and 
And mm-hmm. um, I got really, I, I felt my chest tightening. I was like, all right, like you can't fight at the school. She's, yeah. look, she's a bit old. Leave yeah. that lady alone. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to stay away from her. Thank you for showing me who she is so that right. I can control who I am. And right. so it, then that happened like a couple months ago. I was like, I just got to stay away from her. I just won't, mm-hmm. I won't speak yeah. to her. I can't do it because you bring something out of me that is not nice. And just yeah. do not take my silence for weakness. Trust, right. trust that I will mop this complete school with your <laughs> whole and and I will not. And then I'll, I'll be like, listen, I need to withdraw my son. We're not coming back because right. I hadn't acted a complete fool. Right, so right. I can't allow people to take control of me. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, I was like, for some people, it seems like it's a healthy sort of control. But like, for instance, when we were talking Jordan, um, Joe Rogan earlier, I watched yeah. the thing that really pushed me over the edge to like record the first episode of the podcast was from watching his interviews with Jordan Peterson. And so Jordan Peterson, he's a clinical psychologist and a professor out of um, Canada. Mm-hmm. And the reason he kind of came up, like they kept meeting, was that his conversations are very enlightening because he understands kind of like the extreme execution, extreme branding, disc assessment. He understands like the personalities of people. And mm-hmm. in addition to doing like the boundaries assessment, I signed up for his program online and he was, they just kind of put it out there for like $7 and it's called um, self authoring and it helps you to really go back to your like plan for your future look at your present and go back to your past and kind of deal with things that maybe you're not able to deal with the person like one-on-one if they're just standoffish but like it encourages you to author your life and basically write for yourself like these are the things that I've gone through and going through would like to go through maybe and just his their conversations like they talked about um, some of the interviews that he had with reporters and he's very much matter of fact and upfront like he's respectful in what he says but he will not let somebody misquote him or play with his words like especially when they're face to face so Mm -hmm. a big thing that's in the news that's been in the news for a while I don't know if it's been four years or however long is that um, with gender different people want to be identified fight a certain way by their gender mm-hmm. and there was this big push in Canada where they wanted to put out in law that you had to call people by certain pronouns aside from just male and female and they had like a whole list of it and his pushback was especially within the school system he's like I don't have a problem calling somebody whatever they want me to call them like if I call you by your name that's your name like if you say call me this I'll call you that no problem but it's like once you take it a step further and you start mandating into law that you have to use these things that just didn't exist yesterday and now you just made them exist it's like you're going from like democracy to marxism and things that essentially created like a soviet union created like the bad part of germany that people keep bringing up and it's like with him being like a clinical psychologist and historian like that actually studies this stuff he he took it from like here's where this goes here because a lot of people especially in the news and media they kept questioning him they kept just being like oh like are you against women are you against um people's rights are you against this and he's like no like there are natural laws and it's like biologically um there's like women and men they're not the same thing and there's mm-hmm. natural things that women do and there's natural things that men do there's a portion of the population of men that's maybe more masculine and some are more feminine and then vice versa for women but 
it's like the ones that are kind of closer to the opposite, they're kind of on the far extremes. Mm -hmm. But if you want to take the extreme and make it the norm, it's like you're trying to completely reinvent nature. Mm. And just from him saying that, people were just like, I don't agree, I don't agree. And it's like, there's this interview with him and the lady from London, and every minute he says something, she flips it around and she's like, so what you're saying is, what you mean to say is, what you're saying is, and this goes on for like close to 30 minutes, and he's sitting there just like, this is very uncomfortable right now, because there's this, there, there's two quotes I think people make a lot, and he, he kind of broke it down to where they say, um, women only make like 70% of what men make, like they keep quoting that over and over and over, and it's like, well, what they're failing to mention is that this gap that they're talking about, they don't consider what jobs the women are in and the men are in. Like they're making it seem as if if you have a female engineer and a male engineer, the male is getting paid more than the female. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's not necessarily the case. Like in some places it may be, but just because women are more nurturing, they may take more, they may be more agreeable. They're going to do jobs that pay less. Like they may be teaching, they Mm -hmm. may be, um, they may be nurse practitioners versus like a man that doesn't have to worry about bringing children into the world, doesn't have to be worrying about um, taking care of children. Mm-hmm. Like they, that might be somebody that goes out in the middle of the ocean on an oil rig that goes and works a job that like, hey, you, you just die like that by the minute. Like nobody, yeah. nobody's coming for you. Nobody's coming to save you. And it's like, there's those things that people don't talk about when they just kind of like put out titles and sensationalize stuff. But as soon as he kind of put logic to his arguments, yeah. like you just see the people's face change like, wait, <laughs> because it's like they already built up such a strong position and it's like I can't be wrong I can't lose like mm-hmm. you're making me look bad like this is supposed to be a fight like I came here I wanted to fight mm-hmm. it's just like there's nothing to fight about like we're not we're not talking about the same thing and just from him making sense on I'd say some things making sense other things I just kind of open myself up to the thing of like I don't have to agree with him but at least let me hear what he's saying and just yeah. recently a lot of things with internet, social media, some people just kind of forget rules of engagement when it comes to uh, communication. And it's like, I'm going to say something and you have to agree with it. If you don't agree with it, like we're not friends anymore. And it's, that's, that kind of takes me back to like either middle school or high school. Like some people kind of get that, like, oh, this person's my friend. And if they're my friend, they can't be my friend. And I'm like, and you know, I had that incident happen to me when I started this fitness thing. And I, you know, you have to expand your network and all you're trying to do is just, you know, just expand your network. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be friends with you anymore. So I had somebody tell me that, um, what did he say? He said, those are my friends. You can't, um, they're, they're my friends. You can't be asking them to friend you on Facebook. I was like, what? What what is this? This is the business. Right. I'm I'm running a business, and it's like right. you know, you got Toyota, you got Honda, you have BMW, you have Mercedes Benz. They don't go to the you know Toyota don't go to Honda and say you can't take my customers. You right. know, it's like what does this world come to when we can't have healthy competition? Right. And I had to just say, you know what, I'm not gonna mess with you anymore because you know I'm, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to grow my business, grow myself, and help whom mm-hmm. I can help. And I realized that you know my people are gonna be for my people, but this millennial thing, this this social media thing, yeah, this kind of messes up. It muddies the water 
so to speak. And it's like, yeah. what are we even doing? And so and that's I, when I started changing my mind and using social media for business. I'm mm, not, right. it, it, because it just, if you put your emotions into it, it's going to be a, it's a it's whole be a mess. mess. Yes, it's messy. And, and the thing about it, I think what social media did, it's really, it's one of those things like with social media and the internet, it's that it presents something that's not, like it's a noble idea, but it's never, it wasn't tested. So it's like you just opened up Pandora box and people are people. You have people that have emotional issues, mental issues and things that they don't deal with. It's like you yeah. try to mask with like putting it on social media and things. And if somebody says this is the status quo, some people take that as just like gospel. This person said yeah. this is it yeah. and that's it. But then like the things that you kind of learn in school, some people learn it at home, like situational awareness, critical mm-hmm. thinking. It's like that's kind of gone to the wayside. But it's like those are the things that are going to save you. Like mm-hmm. I, I heard a comedian make this joke where it was that if we happen to be living among tigers or lions, like people wouldn't just be walking around texting on their phone anymore. It's like, oh crap, there's a lion. Like I better run. Like mm-hmm. I better do something. So saying things like um, they came out with this Pokemon game years ago mm-hmm. and I think it's called Pokemon Go and people just, oh yeah, yeah. They started walking into traffic or different mm-hmm. things like that because they were just focused on it. And it was like <laughs> some people said, it may have crossed my mind and sometimes it's like, hey, if your mind goes to dirty, to like dark places, you're just like, oh, okay, maybe I thought it, but I'm not going to act on it. But sometimes it was like, hey, maybe that's just nature, <laughs> nature kind of sorting things out. It's like, if that person wasn't going to pay attention anyways, like, but hey, that's, that's somebody's person, but it's like, guys, like But at the this same thing, time, you're right. It's like, you've yeah. got to pay, look up, Yeah, <laughs> look up. <laughs> Like, I, I can't, like, and that that's the thing where it's like, the, and it's weird because the people that created it, although they may have come up with a, a noble idea, there's no kind of accountability for what essentially they created. Because not only, it seems like the few people that have been able to recognize that what social media is doing to them and being able to adapt, they, it took a minute, but like they snapped out of it. But the whole system or structure that they've set up is to keep you locked into that because it's like, if we just keep the money going and the dollars and things like that, then we, we got you hooked. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whenever that's brought into conversation, I think they had Mark Zuckerberg or somebody in court just asking basic questions. Mm-hmm. Is my video lagging? No. Mm-mm. Okay, gotcha. Not on my but, end. But um, it's just s- certain certain nuances in life. It's like when, uh, when it's not dealt with and you kind of just leave it to people, like a lot of people never grew up to like true adulthood. So that's true. social media, I think, is just one of those things that is never tested and it's just like you throw it into the world and all of a sudden <laughs> you just see all the blowback all the extra stuff yeah. and you're like what in the world is this yeah but then when I, mean, I think about it to high school it's like oh okay like I could tell this person was gonna be like this that was gonna happen mm-hmm. okay now it's not a surprise I can't be like oh it's like no that was there before like <laughs> this just it's just kind of made it bigger. it's exacerbated right like social yeah. media allows people and I mean it works for some and it doesn't work for others and I think like for instance uh what is it called um what's that so what's that shape the shade room you know i think that oh my goodness like everybody's business is out there and especially um black americans like we have to understand that they want us 
to act yeah. a fool. And so we give it to them. We yeah. absolutely just, here it is on a platter. Right. And it's like, stop giving them so much to work with. Right. And I, but, I, I didn't even know what, I, I've maybe heard of what she said before. But yeah. But I was like, I, I don't even know because I'm like, I, I don't even want to know. Like the one yeah. thing I maybe heard of before was like world star hip hop. And like, yeah. I, I'd seen some good things on there, but the first time I heard about it, I checked it out and I was like, oh my God. And the, the terrible thing about it is that it's maybe that and you've ever seen one of the uh, the news commercials or the not the news commercials, but the, the news interviews where it's like they're just going to interview some random person that's in some kind of neighborhood. And it's like, oh, let me take the mic over here. What do you have to say, Johnny? And he's like, oh, oh there, there's a leprechaun up in the tree. <laughs> and of course, it's hilarious. But at the same time, I'm like... Like, but that's what they do, though. And then we fall into that trap because we want to be seen. And I yeah. remember seeing this um, this uh, video about how uh, black people, they want the nice hat. It goes back to the Air Jordan. It yeah. goes back to the Louis Vuitton. It goes to the red bottoms. And it's like, yeah. what do you have outside of this external view? What right. do you have on the inside? Because that's truly who you are. You're just buying all these things to pretend and yeah. i think social media has allowed us to um, be a little bit more have that 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 extravagant yeah. lifestyle when we really don't that's not the way that we live um right. it was back in the day when somebody said that black people they have to look the part mm -hmm. they can't you know they they have to dress the part and um god i cannot remember if i if we're friends on on instagram and i see it i may mm -hmm. tag you like this is what i was talking about in the podcast gotcha. it was so on point about how we want to look to other mm -hmm. people, how we want to be perceived. And I don't want to be perceived in any way by somebody else. Like, I don't right. really am what anybody thinks of me. <laughs> you don't pay any of my bills. And when right. that mortgage statement comes, it has my name on it and I got to pay it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. no one's yeah. offering me money to keep this roof over my head. So right. at the end of the day, I don't care how I look. You may yeah. catch me at Walmart with... <laughs> <laughs> or you know what I mean because it really right. doesn't matter to me I'll have some Mitch match socks on I'm here to get some groceries I'm not here to be right. you know made up or whatever but I just yeah. think that social media allows us to be idiots when we yeah. and then people take and I won't, don't want to say yeah. white American but pe the news take it and they run with it and there it is it's out yeah. there and what do you have right well what do you it's, have? it's it's funny because I, I heard um I heard somebody put it plainly. I think there's maybe like 300 million or so Americans. And they say it's like out of any group, like maybe a tenth of that group is going to be, you're going to have a bunch of idiots in there. And it's like out of 300 million, you have 3 million. So you have at least out of everybody, maybe there's 3 million idiots running around of like all races, all colors of something. And it's like, yeah. if you look at it on the world level, it's at least a billion or whatever. If we're at 8 billion now, whatever a tenth of that is. And it's like, like there might be eight, eight million. People are eight billion people. Right. Can you imagine how many idiots? A tenth, right. a tenth of that. So that's. I think that's eight hundred million. That's a lot of idiots. Right. <laughs> But anyways, it's like the thing that's sad about it, it's like for some, I'm sure it's entertainment just to kind of like put a video on it and just watch it. And you just like laugh, you feel good about yourself. But for others, it's like people that aren't aware of what they're seeing, yeah. like they may just kind of fall into that trap. And then unless somebody like this is like, oh, like that's not that's not reality. The whole world doesn't live like that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not talked about enough times where people just look at like, oh, the good, the bad, the ugly, like that. that's all that there it's like there's a lot of gray out here that happens and people lot. and just like that's 
why being able to join groups like this where you meet people that have mutual interests or people that have the interest of like, okay, this isn't working. I need to do something different. And mm -hmm. it might be in completely different fields, but it's kind of bringing itself back together. And a lot of what I've found is that even being in these groups, whether it's like a prayer line, Breathe University, Brand Prep, like Toastmasters, whatever it is, like if I'm going to be somewhere, I think I do my best to be my authentic self. And I don't necessarily need to challenge other people. But the one thing, if I hear something over and over again, where people are just like, oh, there's nobody out here talking about this. There's nobody doing that. I was like, I've just, I've been more mindful to either like once or twice, like point out like this person's doing it, that person's doing it, this person's doing it, that person's doing it. And it's like, mm -hmm. if you really want to know where all this started, like start studying history. Like you learned whatever you learned in high school, good, bad, or indifferent. Like you're, you're an adult now, like start, yeah. start taking the time to study this like the tv show is not going to pay your bills it's just going to bring you another bill this isn't oh i don't do that it's like okay well if you say you don't do that you're never gonna do it yeah, that's and, true that's so true yeah if you care about one thing about yourself like <laughs> back to the disc again start mm -hmm. studying yourself and your life will be a little bit different to where it's like oh okay now i can oh you mean i, I don't have to oh and, and you can help me with that right now right <laughs> okay cool like <laughs> And that's the assessment, you know, I did, the, I did it twice. And so um, I was in this one coaching group just to mm -hmm. kind of figure out who I was, what I wanted, because, you know, you lose yourself being a stay at home mom and yeah. all this taking care of the kids. And, you know, for lack of a better term, you're kind of eating scraps as a stay at home mom. You're yeah. really not, yeah. you know, and so, um, you know, now that I am, I know who I am in my disc assessment, it says that I'm a natural born project manager. Like it mm -hmm. literally, and I'm like, I didn't realize that until I read it and, and realized that that, you know, the things that I love to do, that's who I am. Right. You know, I love organization. I love putting timelines together. I love breaking things down, um, you know, getting a big picture and then re-engineering uh, re it back to the beginning so it works mm -hmm. so I can get that to that big picture, no matter if it takes me 10 years. Um, gotcha. So, you know, I, that's what I love about that assessment is that, and, and that's one of the things that I wanted towards the end of the year, I want to be certified uh, disc assist so I can assess my clients so that right. they can be what who they are and they can work. Right. Those around that, that's, that's why you need to do this. The extreme experience. Yeah. And it's and on I, my list. It's right. on my list. And I, I, I should be able to help you with that. Well, I'll, I'll get it figured out and then I'll help you with it with if you don't beat me to it. <laughs> I put my phone down. I hope I'm not in trouble with something. I put my phone down for a few minutes and next thing I know is just like... <laughs> I just look. I got the um, I got the, the message back from uh, Regina. So okay. I'm just looking back through my phone to make sure that I have your number to text you her information. Yeah, and I when, just when I, I just realized the, I should put it on the um, it's in my calendar. When I did the uh, time, I had to put my phone number in there, correct? Or did I? Because I don't remember. I think so. I just I didn't want to have you say it over this because I. I remember um, a little while back, I recorded with, with um, somebody that I, I saw through Brief University and I was like, okay, like I added him as a friend. And then I was like, like just started scrolling on the profile. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like I, I want to meet the people that I friend. I don't want to just like have a big old friends list. And it's like, if we have something in common, cool. If not, mm -hmm. maybe it's like, we can still stay friends or at least I, I know like, okay, like this person's business, this person's associate, like mm -hmm. um, what do they say? 
say like sacred circle, semi-circle, acquaintance, like you kind of understand who you have in your uh, arena. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about, you know, I, I on my vision board for the year, my goal is to have a sacred circle. And my sacred circle, I want um, people that are doing what I'm doing and mm-hmm. know how, you know, and we're all growing. We're all expanding our business. Um, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be females, but I just want to, you know, I want to know that we're in this business. We're growing our business. And, um, you know, I want to grow together. Will we separate? Maybe I would not. I don't want that because I want relationships for a lifetime. I don't want I want I don't want seasonal relationships. I want yeah. lifetime relationships. I don't <laughs> like that seasonal mess. It's like I just I just keep thinking I was like, you need breathe university. You need to be you need to meet Shelly Shelton. Join the Lady Lions. Um, How much is breathe university? Let me ask that. Is it monthly? Um, I think now it is like around Black Friday. They had a black. Friday sale where like you could basically you had your membership for the year at 50% off but I want to say right now it's monthly and they have three different tiers to it like the 1% is the entry level then you have the um, strive and then survive okay yeah because my cousin told me about it and and I was like "Ah, I don't think I'm ready and that was that was in 2017 and Uh I was like I don't think I'm ready I don't think I'm ready and (laughs) I was like I have to see you know and now I'm like now I'm ready I'm ready to go I'm ready and it took some time because my mom passed away in 2017 right mm-hmm. no 2018 yeah so this is the, she'll be it got it goes by so fast yeah. um so that that's why whenever I, I was thinking back i was like last year no two years ago because it's like 2019 almost feels like it was a blur to me because oh my I, God. I literally just checked out at the start of the year like i was excited like this and that's part of the reason why i even like in in um waiting to hear back from the new job and what i'm gonna do next like I intentionally left where I was because I'm like, I'm going to get too comfortable here. And once I start to get too comfortable, like I can, like only I know when, well, like only I know when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Like a coach will push me, they'll challenge me and they'll put the finger on it. But like, I've lived with me and I, I live with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then it's like, if I'm really honest about what I'm doing and I know exactly what I did on the exact same time on the exact same day, it's like, I can't repeat the same thing and I just you start seeing things kind of coming over and over and um I forget what somebody called it, but like you were saying earlier, like finding that balance, it's like you I think you do get that balance, but somebody put it another way. Um and he said it's not not balance because some people think balance where it's like everything's just even. Yeah. Right. But it's like sometimes you just have peaks and valleys and you've got to learn how to like ride them because they say a lot of times when you get on the peak, and that's another one of um the same person that wrote Who Moved My Cheese, he wrote a book called Peaks and Valleys. And it talks about you've got to know um that's another book that's like 20 pages or less than Mm -hmm. an hour. Mm But like you got to be able to appreciate the valleys as much as the peak because each one brings different things. And a lot of times the valley gets associated with like darkness where things are just like confusing. It feels like you got a million different things going on. Your head's about to like pop off. It's on fire. But like um, the main thing that kind of rings in my ears now that a friend of mine gave as a a real um, a big message is saying that for 2020 and just kind of 
as tides come in and go out, you've got to remember that you're being planted. You're not being buried. And although it, it may feel like this is coming on and this is coming on and that's coming on, like so long as you have like your focus, you have your sanity and like that sense of direction, you got to remind yourself that you're being planted. You're not being buried because it's like when you get planted, it's like darkness. Like whenever a seed is going to grow in the, uh, in the soil. Yeah, in the soil. It has, it, to just, be, it has to be planted. It just gets planted. And before, like as the roots start to form, they go out in the dirt before mm-hmm. anything breaks the ground. Mm-hmm. And even as you're getting ready to break through the ground, it's like there's that pressure on the seed and it just mm-hmm. keeps like pushing on it as much as it wants to push out. But at some point in time, it breaks out. And yeah. then if you're talking about a tree, once it has that like tree trunk, like it just kind of goes through there. And yeah. over time, like trees, they have like the little rings there that um, as it grows, like it forms a new, every year it forms a new ring, it forms a new ring, it forms a new ring. And with some trees, like if a fire comes through or anything like that, you can, they can cut the tree when it finally dies and you can kind of see like, oh, this is like over the here, there was a fire. There. Yeah. And you it's like, it, yeah, I, I but, remember seeing that. I watched the, um, oh, the Discovery Channel. That's like one of my favorite things to do is watch the Discovery Channel. It's so much life. You really are paying attention to it. Man, mm-hmm. you learn so much about life in the, on the Discovery Channel. And I was watching that about trees and um, I get so excited and I start going around. I start, I turn it into uh, parenting lessons and I get like, oh, here she goes in. <laughs> Mom, please. I'm like, no, really? Like, this is so good. Um, so yeah. I just sent you Leah, the message that um, okay. her contact. Okay, so she said it was okay. Yeah, yeah. So Just reach out, about, reach out to her. I'm gonna ask her about uh, Reed University too. Yeah, she's definitely a great person to talk to because she's also a mom. I don't awesome. know if she has two or three boys, but she's a great, a great help. And that's, you know, I want to let her know that I'm not afraid to uh, relocate. Like, I for a job, I will relocate mm-hmm. as long as oh yeah, she's are are good to go. I'm good. Yeah. I'll work. I'll do my thing as long as I take care of my kids. Like, I'm good to go. Yeah. So. It's a 202 number and a 301 number, which... Either one. Okay, so I'll make sure I contact her. And then I'll save your number in my uh, phone. And yours is 706, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is good. And your last name is... It's not to Choa, it's Choa. 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 Yeah, it's Silent T. Silent T, okay. It's one of those had to be different. Yes, and nothing wrong with it. But (laughs) I I do not want to butcher it. (laughs) What's what's your last name? My last name is Stahansic. I was going to say something else or add something to that, but I'm not going to do that. Gotcha. You you may have to text text it back to me if you will. Okay. Because I was going to say I don't know too many tomorrows, but I, I actually did meet a tomorrow last year, like around November at one of the um, um this they had this event in Atlanta called um, IG Post Exchange, mm-hmm. and it was really cool because the person that ran it or like hosted it i met him through breathe university like going through one of the uh the events that et um did Mm -hmm. and he was one of the speakers and his thing is that he teaches entrepreneurs and the entire um purpose of the event was to have people come in that were entrepreneurial they're working in their um fields either creating businesses and you basically came in and you were given a bingo card and the Mm -hmm. purpose was that you need to build a team as an entrepreneur so going back to like what do you need 
like, here's what you do. What do you need? Do you need a videographer? Do you need somebody to help you like brand yourself? Do you need an accountant? Do you need like a tax attorney? Like any of that stuff. And basically it's to help you, like encourage you to go around, you meet maybe a complete stranger, but kind of the beauty of like social media, it's really supposed to be fun, sociable. And you just like, okay, you go live and you tag the person in it like, hey guys, I'm out here at this event, EIG Post Exchange, meeting this person so-and-so, and then they shout you out on their Instagram. And the, the idea behind that, I think, was that whoever you have in your following, if it's like five or 10 or less than a thousand people, they they know you and they kind of see what you do, whether it's like your immediate friends and family. Like now they're interested in seeing, they're introduced to somebody else that's new to your circle. Mm-hmm. And then from that, they had people at the event that has people with less than a thousand fans, people from one one thousand to, to ten thousand, and people with over like five hundred thousand. There wasn't a lot of people with over five hundred thousand. It was maybe like three, but they were able to mix and mingle with you. And the thing that they were telling people was that there's more power in the under a thousand because, like, you can just we just feel like okay, we're regular people, but it's like regular people just connecting with regular people. Mm-hmm. Like you start to disrupt something because you introduce each other to different um, each other's fan base and that makes it more uh, that that grows your following for one but also it just makes you more accessible to a new group of people you would have never met before yeah and, and that's another reason why getting into because um, I had you know just praying about it last year and well in 2018 I was praying about it 2019 is when it started to really come to light that uh, really started, people started coming into my circle. And then mm-hmm. this year, I'm actually about to step into like the one. Oh, you're, you already stepped like, into I'm like in it and I'm like, I see it working. So I'm just mm-hmm. take my time. I'm in a valley. I'm, these yeah. seeds are being planted. And yeah. So I'm just like, you know, my eyes are open and I can see. I'm just, I'm just looking above the horizon. You know, you could just see yeah. it rising. That's where <laughs> I'm at. And that's what I feel. And I'm like, I'm just going to let this ride because this is going be good and i love it because everybody's doing something and that's what i'm trying that's what i want to be into and it's just nice everybody's at different levels and Uh, nobody's down the other person because that's where they're at you know and so Mm -hmm. that's what i love about it all that's what i love nice yeah me too but let me get off of here i'm gonna go work out i'm gonna get my be with my because they are quiet yeah (laughs) and it's always (laughs) i was like man you're doing something good over there they just like just no oh they know i i get on there but because i'm home a lot you know i i I think uh, Ah, the internet's cutting out on us. I need structure. Like I'm a disciplinarian. I'm the, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in acting crazy and wild. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. There's some control. Yeah. It has to be some control. So my seven year old is the one that gets it. The one that was here. He's the one yeah. for a lot of stuff. So he's quiet. Gotcha. Hey, he's, he's good. So 